0: Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy.
1: Here we go, off and running on this 17th day of February, 2023. This is The Horn. Head on .live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That, of course, is where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry Wacky's any real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between. And the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it happens to be when you're listening to the broadcast, although there's not anybody in the chat room then, very likely. Uh, Hi, I'm Robin. It is Friday on the Front Porch. Yay. And the fact of the matter is, if you pop by right now, early arrivers Irish Dave and Squeaky will greet you warmly, I'm certain, and you will be capably moderated by... Uh, Horn Bud Trimmer Emeritus Chief Mathematician and Head Agronomist Roger in Oregon. Yeah, come on over. Um, this being uh, this being Friday on the front porch, well, it, it, things can get a little, and I hope they do. Zany uh, as we uh, as we close out the broadcast week. Uh, let's see a program note. A little bit of a program note. I should be here. You're right, Ralphs. Lassie! Lassie! Save us, Lassie! Yeah, there's uh, there's Ralphs in the chat room. Uh, I am streaming, right? I mean, I assume I'm streaming. I, I, I guess I could be wrong. A uh, little thing down in the... Get the I'll be dipped There's part of the problem. Um, Yes, I'm streaming. Thank you very kindly to uh, Scary Jerry. Scary Jerry said, uh, no context. Uh, So, ever happy Friday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love that.
1: Big, thick, personal journal... Frayed pieces of paper sticking out of it, uh, images from uh, images that could be album covers. Things I wanted to say but never did. I get it. Been doing this for almost twenty years, and I always wonder why did I? I meant to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What what a magnificent photo of, uh, um, Rick Goodhair Perry and Bishop Willard Romney, and of course. Herb Kane, long gone to his long home. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Uh, yes, the stream is apparently uh, getting out. Yeah, see, it, it, the folks are wandering into the chat room. Hey, Theo. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is, I should be here on Monday. It's possible I won't, but and it's going to be one of those days. Monday is, um, Monday is LGBTQ plus lobby day at the West Virginia state Capitol. And I fully intend on being there. Going to be kind of weird to look people in the eye who hate my very existence and plead with them for my right to live. A little humiliating too, when you get right down to it, but then again, um, Maybe, maybe all those years as, an, uh, as a, uh, an activist against mountaintop removal prepared me for this. Because people who live, near in, the, live in the sacrifice zone have been begging for their right to exist uh, for decades, too. And we've been making that plea in Charleston, West Virginia. Others have made it in Frankfort, Kentucky. Others in Richmond, Virginia. And some even in Nash Vegas, Tennessee. And Washington D.C. So it's not that, uh, not that far removed. By the way, by the way. Uh, it, so any, anyway, anyway. I don't know how long it'll go on. I'll stay as long as I possibly can. And if, if if it feels like I'm making, we're making progress and having some good conversations, I'll do everything in my in my power, everything humanly possible to get people to understand that, well, one, the LGBTQ plus community isn't going away. I mean, you know, if Adolf Hitler couldn't wipe out the queers in Germany with all the methods he employed, I'm pretty sure a bunch of dumbass hillbilly Republicans aren't going to get the job done either, although I'm sure they'd be more than fond of um, using some of his methods. You know what I mean? But I'll try to be here Monday, but there's a chance that I shan't be. But what I was going to say is, pretty please... When you listen to the podcast, like and subscribe. We're trying to build the numbers back. You know, I'm trying to think uh, back before the great purity wars of 2016. Goddamn neoliberal shill, Bob. Um, And I know the same thing happened like with my good friend Malloy. Numbers were much higher. And well I, I, if we if we like and we subscribe and we leave comments on the on the on the podcast uh, then we will we will we'll slowly we'll slowly find new friends and that's ever so important but anyway every pro so like and subscribe and comment and tell your friends and neighbors Let's see here. Um, so we, we be, every program here begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So thank you to Gary, labor man, out in New Mexico. Thank you so much. And I'm looking here, and yeah. Um, Gary, labor man, is the only subscriber on the 17th day of the month the only one it would be nice for Gary to have some company if you are new to the program feel free to subscribe you know on the 17th right now Um, and by the way our buddy Zed out in Iowa Zed sponsors a challenge every month when we get new subscribers Zed doubles their first month's uh, subscription. You know, you subscribe for 10, Zed makes it 20. Up to five new subscribers. It would be great if, and I haven't had to in a while, uh, it, or he hasn't had to in a while, it would be great if I could say, hey, Zed, we had five new subscribers in February. And then that would mean an extra 50 bucks to the horn. And if we do that as well, Zed kicks in extra. Uh, it kicks a little something-something over to uh, Brad and Desi over at the Green News Report. So maybe new subscribers are a big deal, and telling friends and neighbors is a big deal. And what do you then ask? Actually, you don't, but we'll pretend you did. Uh, this is the biggest Friday on the Front Porch community-made miracle Number we've had in quite a while. The fundraising deficit is almost an entire week's broadcasting. Fundraising deficit is one thousand four hundred and fifty-five dollars. Yeah, I know. Fourteen fifty-five. That means today, yesterday, Wednesday, Tuesday. And $155 a Monday. The entire week is almost unfunded. It's frightful. It is. And hence, Ralph's saying, Lassie, Lassie, save us, Lassie. So that's that's where that's where we stand. So we got, let's see, I did the like and subscribe. I did the hi, I'm Robin. We did the the, the, the uh, thank you, the labor man. Um. If you would like to, if you'd like to subscribe, by the way, all you got to do is go over to HeadOn.live. The PayPal interface is right there on the main page, and just put in the ten dollars and put in the, in the field, and then click "Make this a recurring monthly donation" or whatever the language is. And bang, Bob's your uncle, as they say over there. No, nah, that's Australia. As they say on the separate aisle. Yes, all better. I know Claire hates me when I do that. Um, <laughs> Hi, Claire. But that's, that's what it's all about. It's Friday on the front porch. And so in about mm, a little over 45 minutes or so, we will gather together, go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves and gather around the Extraordinary Ordinary round table and cuss and discuss and see what's going on in the minds of the Horn Brain Trust that gathers together on uh, on Fridays. New voices are always welcome. Absolutely always welcome. As are more women's voices, because it can get a little lonely. For me it's nice to have uh, women involved in the conversation rides balance and that kind of stuff and we i've got a i've got a story story along those lines it's not uh, it is of no real consequence it just tells you what a jerk some people uh, can be so Ralph's just jumped in and says, I've got 50 bucks if others kick in 50 bucks. And uh, an anonymous friend just said, I can put forth a two for one tripling challenge. So up to $50 gets a matching of up to $100. That's humongous. So that would, that would be enough to. Um, <laughs> that would get Mon- uh, Monday and part of Tuesday covered. Thank you so much both of you. Um, so fingers crossed. Uh, a couple of notes to begin the program. Uh Stephen New York says uh, I changed uh, subject line Georgia. I changed my mind. I think the person Fonnie Willis is going to indict is Orange Voldemort, for all the reasons I gave yesterday, saying it was Miss Lindsay. Let's don't fight. Why not let it be both? It would be nice if it was uh, the uh, mayor of Magaloco, but, well, somebody will, eventually. It just grows wearisome waiting and Kyle with a note from earlier today subject line last night's show justice pubes on the coke can and Kyle uh, Kyle really really uh, got it the statue that's being erected in Georgia Stan of justice pubes on the coke can Clarence Fappy Thomas is just another not so subtle reminder by the Republicans, k- k- that's Republicans with three K's, naturally, that certain people are lesser than them, and hell, in their mind, they don't even view those others as people. And they're too willing to make a reminder of this using a black guy who's a sellout. This is not an empty gesture either, it's just a reminder of the power that they wield over certain others to keep us down. What a great big wagon load of truth. And when I read Kyle's email, it got me to thinking about something. Namely, remember the statue of that filthy old traitor and slave beater? Uh, Robert E. Lee, yes, formerly of Virginia, just across the Potomac from Washington, D.C., living in his wife's uh, slave plantation. Mm-hmm. Traitor to his country, yeah he was, who should have found himself at the end of a rope uh, somewhere along about April or May of 1865, but, well, we made that mistake, and we've been learning the hard lesson of it for nearly 160 years. Well, the statue of Robert E. Lee that was erected in Richmond was not erected in the immediate aftermath of the Wall of Northern Aggression. No. It was erected in the uh, years when the lost cause found purchase an old Robert E. Lee astride traveler was put, in there, was put there for a specific purpose to remind newly freed Americans that they really weren't quite as free as they thought they might be. And it stood in Richmond as a Symbol of hate and division uh, from the moment it was erected until the moment it was removed, and its removal, of course, occasioned a group of very nice people, you know, Nazis to march with guns and tiki torches and brawl in the streets and scream Jews will not replace us. A manifestation of their obsession with the bullshit theory of the, the great replacement. And to that end, exactly the same thing is take it will be taking place in the Georgia Capitol. That statue of Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas will not be meant to honor him. First of all, you probably shouldn't be erecting statues while somebody there's, a, there's, a, there's an old rule in the United States Postal Service that no one's face can appear on a statue or, or on a stamp, I'm sorry until they're dead. So as bad as he, badly as he might have liked to order one, Nitwit Nero could never have a stamp of himself issued, even though he had a hand-picked pet postmaster general. We should say the same about statues. And then if they wanted to put up a statue of Fappy Thomas, Fappy could help them out, but never mind. But the statue that they erect in the capital of the state of Georgia will not be to honor Fappy Thomas. It will in fact to be it will in fact be exactly what Kyle said. Namely that um, it will be a reminder to the people Fappy Thomas shits on. And has been shitting on. That they are powerless to force him to stop shitting on them. Sorry for so much brown word commentary. But when the words fit, I use the words that fit. It's an expression of power and disdain and hate. Just like a statue of Robert E. Lee is. Or Stonewall Jackson. Or Jefferson Davis. Has nothing to do with heritage and everything to do with hate. And a warning uh, to any marginalized people not to be going and getting all uppity. Uh, Kyle notes, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the United States may not really be the home of the free for some people? Gasp. Kyle, honey, I think we're going to have to have a talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not quite. Um, So I thought that was quite an astute observation on Kyle's part, and I thank you, Kyle. All right, we are started on battling our way, battling our way down. From the massive hole that we are in, we have been in worse, but this is bad enough. Especially considering where, what I'm looking at—that is, i.e., no electricity next week. E. Um, so, thank you, Brendan. We now have 1445, 1445 to go in fundraising. Thank you so much, Brendan. So very much. And $40 to go on Ralph's challenge since it came in first. And then we'll go after uh, 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 our anonymous friend's tripling challenge. Thank you. Thank you for putting us in a place to get better. Uh, Let's see. Lee in New York tells me, uh, cannot be alive and on a stamp. A person must be dead for five years before being on a stamp. This caused some to go crazy when Santa was put on a stamp. Oh, well, I mean, St. Nicholas was a real person. We know he was real because wars have been fought on his over his bones. So there's that. Um, well, thanks for letting me know, Sparky. Uh, Sparky said uh, he has some company today, so uh, Roger will be starting uh, the... Uh, Skype group this evening here in about mm, thirty-five minutes. Thank you, thank you, and I hope you, uh, I hope you, I hope you enjoy y- your company's company. Thanks, Sparky. Uh, Roger meanwhile says he may be in and out as I'm as he's working on some household projects. This could get uh, complicated. We'll figure out a way though. We will. We will. See, let me make sure that I got. Yeah, I think that takes care of that. So, just by way of providing us a starting place for the conversation this evening. I wanted to share something uh, something with you that, that Ralphs mentioned toward the end of the program and I couldn't get to last night. Uh, let me introduce you to brand new, newly minted Tennessee maggot uh, member of Congress, Andy... Ogles or perhaps we should say Andy DeVolder Santos Ogles because he has some George Santos problems Anthony DeVolder Um, King Henry V Plantagenet Santos Some investigative reporting that Phil Williams of Nashville's News Channel 5 did shows that Phil Williams is not the Phil Williams that he represented himself to the voters of Tennistan to be. No, not by a long shot. For starters, we need to understand that Andy Ogles of Tennistan ran for office telling people he was a businessman and has repeatedly said, as broadly as even on Washington Journal, that he is an economist. He's also claimed to be a cop. He also... Claims to be an international sex crimes expert. Well, Nashville News Channel 5 dug into it. None of it holds water. On C-SPAN, he said, uh, Yeah, you know, I'm an economist. And when they asked him what what committees he might like to serve on in Congress, he said, So, I'm an economist. And then on Washington Watch, he said, I'm an economist. I worked in economics. I worked in health care. Listen. Uh, driving for FedEx and bringing packages to the local hospital does not mean you worked in healthcare. No, he didn't work for FedEx. The guy is a giant liar. And here's one of the problems involved with that there's an old story about a proud new set of parents. and they were following some folk wisdom they wanted to see what the future held for their new baby the baby was old enough to be able to sit up and grab things so the first thing they did is they set a well they set a bottle of liquor sealed of course they were good parents they set a bottle of liquor and a gun unloaded because they were they they, they were lawful gun owners and careful ones So they set a bottle of liquor and an unloaded gun and a Bible in front of the baby. And they thought, okay, well, because the folk wisdom said whatever the baby reached for is what they would be in life. And right off the bat, the baby reached out and grabbed the Bible. And the proud mama said, oh, my goodness, he's going to be a preacher. He's going to be a man of God. But the baby pushed that back and reached over and grabbed the bottle of liquor and the proud papa not so proud anymore said no he's going to be a drunk but the baby pushed that back too and then reached over and pulled the gun over to 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 him and both mama and daddy said oh he's going to be a criminal but the baby pushed that back and then pulled all three toward him at which point both parents said oh my goodness gracious he's going to be a politician It's a joke. Kind of hard to tell if the joke is funny when you're doing radio and there's nobody laughing out there. Never mind. Um, But that sort of stands in for the principle that politicians have long been known probably not just in this country, but in others, as being something less than always forthcoming. That's why the concept of honest Abe Lincoln and the concept that George Washington never told a lie got such traction. Because so many politicians do. And so many politicians aren't. Well, let's file Andy Ogles in the... Andy Ogles tells lies, and Andy Ogles isn't honest. Because as News Channel 5's... uh, Phil Williams reported... Andy Ogles is no economist... His degree is not in economics. In fact, he is so paranoid about his academic performance that he used um, a, a statute in Tennistan to keep anyone from being able to see his transcript from Middle Tennessee State University. He also attended West, uh, that's where he graduated. But he also attended Western Kentucky University at Bowling Green, Kentucky, where he uh, claimed back in 2002 that he studied foreign policy and the consummation at, at, at Western Kentucky University in Middle Tennessee State. Back in 2002, he said nothing about studying economics. He couldn't block Western Kentucky from disclosing, so Western Kentucky said that when 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 he was there from the fall of 1990 to the fall of 1993. Yeah, that's three years. That he studied. Uh, no, he he was. Uh, well he was a little like me he studied English and allied language arts by 2009 he had updated his resume and said he had a degree in international relations with minors in psychology and English on the other hand Again, no mention of economics. Oh, this guy's a piece of work, without a doubt. At one point in time, and I guess this is the source of his claim to be uh, an economist, he held an, an administrative job. At the Laffer Center, L-A-F-F-E-R Center, named for Art Laffer, the guy who came up with the Laffer curve, aptly named because it's hilariously untrue. But that, but it didn't have to be true. It just had to be sufficient as a uh, vehicle for old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Raygun's tax cuts for the rich. You remember trickle-down economics that then there was the debate that Andy Ogles was in in which he said
3: I was a member of law enforcement and I worked in international sex crimes specifically child trafficking
1: ah not so much Now, to be fair, we're kind of comparing him to uh, George DeVolder, Anthony Santos, Queen Isabella of Spain. But, again, to be fair, Andy Ogles was never married to a woman and claiming to be gay. That part hasn't popped yet, but, well, when you're talking about maggots, anything is possible. No 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 uh, as far as working in law enforcement Andy Ogles was a volunteer reserve deputy for the Williamson County Tennessee Sheriff's office but he didn't stay one of those for long I mean Jesus I can make a I I can make a more credible claim to having been in law enforcement. I was, in fact, the chief law enforcement officer of a West Virginia county for a while. But it's not something I go bragging about. Andy Ogles uh, had to stop being a reserve deputy for the Williamson County Sheriff's Office, because, well, according, uh, according to available information, Andy Ogles lost that position two years later for not meeting minimum standards, making no progress in field training, and failure to attend required meetings. He just got the certificate suitable for framing. He must have known somewhere along the way that he would be running for Congress someday. Yeah. Hmm? He got the certificate, never showed up, and by the way, while a reserve deputy for the Williamson County, Tennessee Sheriff's Office, he never, not once, uh uh-uh, no way, investigated any international sex crimes uh, nor did he uh, focus on child sex trafficking now at one point he did make four thousand dollars total in a part-time gig for abolition international a nonprofit that focuses on human trafficking. This gang of this crop of new maggots has apparently lied their way into office. Which, as far as I can tell, is... Eh, mostly legal. See, the framers of the Constitution had this notion that we would have an informed and intelligent electorate that would not allow themselves to be bamboozled by charlatans and mountebanks banks and uh, thieves and cut purses and footpads and the like. Poltroons. Oh, what's that word Ron and Raleigh likes to use so much? And where are you when I need you, Ron? Um. But boy, were the framers wrong! Ha 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 ha! State Senator Heidi Campbell lost her seat in the um, district that was redrawn specifically to help Andy Ogles. He put out an ad at one point, Andy Ogles, I always think of Dave Barry, Bill Doberman, Andy Ogles is a real conservative who wants to make a difference. Andy was recognized as an Eagle Scout. Hey, aren't you an Eagle Scout? Yeah, that's me. Andy remains a Boy Scout sponsor. Following the terrorist attack, he what, he raised almost $10,000 for the 9/11 fund. Andy studied foreign policy and the constitution at WKU and MTSU. In his senior year, he served as ambassador to a delegation of international dignitaries. In the same year, at the age of 24, Andy opened his first business. With hard work and long hours, Andy secured his place as a leader in the business community. In his senior year, when he was 24. Curiously, however... News Channel 5 obtained from Andy Ogles a uh, photograph of a diploma from Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro awarded on the 11th day of August in the year of our Lord 2007 when Andy Ogles was not 24 but instead, thirty-six. William Andrew Ogle's the fourth. Well, now, yeah. Heidi Campbell said, "Oh wow, <laughs> oh my gosh!" Because in two thousand nine, he said uh, uh, in his resume that. Uh, he uh, had attended Vanderbilt and Dartmouth and MTSU. He also submitted a form for a background check and said uh, major and minor college course: international relations with English and psychology. Still no, still no dismal science. Still no economics. He claims to have been executive director of the Laffer Center. He has never authored an economics report in his life. I wonder if he was on the volleyball team at Baruch College. While working at the Laffer Center, Andy became a nationally recognized expert on tax policy and health care, having been featured in numerous publications, including the Wall Street Journal and Investor's Business Daily. Unfortunately, uh, two out of the three publications that show up for those publications are co-authored, and he wrote them as a lobbyist for Americans for Prosperity, you know, the right-wing chop shop and nothing, nothing recognized him as any sort of expert in anything and all three of them were published before he was at the Laffer Center. Among other things, one of the articles he published predicted the impending collapse of Obamacare. And he'll stay right where he is. Because it is not only illegal to lie like a rug into office. Oh, well. I guess he's just... Well a Republican. Yeah. And then there's... uh, And we talked about her. Anna Paulina Luna? Papa Laguna from... No, 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 no. That's that's fifth element. Uh, who claims that she was a conservative who grew up poor, survived a home invasion, lost her grandmother to HIV/AIDS because she was a heroin user. All of which appear to be, you know, a lie. Her aunt, Holanta Meyerhofer, said she had everything, what she needed and more. And not only did her mother, Monica, provide for her, but my father-in-law did too. Because Anna Paulina Luna, who now represents a maggot district in the state of Florida, grew up in Los Angeles. And she joined the Air Force in 2009 at the age of 19. And back when she joined up with the Air Force, she used her given last name Meyerhofer. Along the way, she would describe herself as being Middle Eastern, Jewish, Eastern European, and was an Obama voter. We found her! Oh, my God, the Obama, the the, the much-ballyhooed Obama voter who became a maggot. Her former roommate, Brittany uh, Brooks, lived with Paulina Luna, whatever, for six months and was close to her while she was in the Air Force, said uh, she would really change who she was based on what fit the situation best at the time. And finally, in 2017, she graduated from the University of West Florida with a degree in biology and that's where she met her husband Andrew Gamberski when she got out of college she worked as a model and a cocktail waitress at a gentleman's club and as an Instagram influencer and that's when Charlie Kirk over at Turning Point USA you know TP USA Toilet Paper USA found her because she burbled something online about once again human trafficking and her devotion to freedom protectors and they hired her you know Ms. Meyerhofer to be director of Hispanic engagement she got beaten by Charlie Crist back in 2020 in a race for congress and then at the age of 29 changed her name from Meyerhofer or Gamberski to Luna even though in 2015 on her voter registration form she identified as white not of Hispanic origin her mother, Monica, referenced earlier, who gave her everything she wanted and more, remember? I was a poor Latina child. said, Anna has never not identified as being Hispanic, as far as I know. Never not identified. Which is not the same as always identified. Uh, her daddy spoke Spanish around her when she was a child. Anna can check both boxes. She's bicultural and biracial. It's not easy to figure out which box to choose. And in the Abe Lincoln campaign biography for her, it says uh, Anna Paulina's daddy was in and out of prison. The only problem is there's no existing record for George Meyerhofer being in prison in California where he was living back then. On the other hand, her mother, Monica, and Holanta said, well, yeah, George went to jail several times because he was a deadbeat dad and wouldn't pay his child support. Monica went and said, well, he did, I mean, he did a... A year on drug charges in Orange County. But, oops, no drug charges in Orange County. She also, and now we're suddenly back to Anthony Santos George DeVolder, uh, King Kamehameha
4: III,
1: and because, well, Luna said, no, 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 I'm a Jew. I'm a Messianic Jew. My daddy raised me that way. The only problem is the family said, no, George Meyerhofer was Catholic. And there the, 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 there, there, was nothing Jewish about him. I mean, we never even, we, we, we never saw him so much as, Eat a matzo ball. On the other hand, however, there's George Meyerhofer's daddy, Heinrich Meyerhofer. You can probably tell by the cheesy accent what I'm about to say. Back in 1954, Heinrich Meyerhofer immigrated to Canada from Germany. In Germany, Heinrich Meyerhofer was a member of the Wehrmacht. Uh, but um, relatives said, "No, nah, he—he uh, he, he was just a teenager. You know, like Pope Benny the Rat, he had to serve. He had no choice. It hurt for him to talk about it." Helenta Meyerhofer. Said, uh, you, you're getting you're getting the letter. You need to show up. Otherwise, your life is over. He did not like it, but that's what life was. In the aftermath of the Second World War, it turns out there were a, a lot of Germans. I, I didn't. Uh, not me. No. I mean, I just they sent me the letter. I had to show up. And of course, this is the same. Anna Paulina Meyer Hofer Luna Mary Stewart who posed in front of an American flag with a, an AR15 in each hand because she believes in them!
4: Wolverines
1: And this is, this is the same woman who said, you know, I'm being sexually harassed because people are asking me if I fuck Matt Gates." Matt Gates was really <clears throat> behind her until they weren't. And rumors circulated that she and Matt had made the beast with two backs a couple of times. Today in GOP, Tibet, today in maggot. I wish I was surprised. I'm not even a little bit. No. But we are off and running, are we not? Thank you very kindly. Hey, Timothy. Hey, how are you? Good to hear from you. Uh, Tim just got us uh, knocked down a little further. We are at 1425 now. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much. Great to hear from you. I hope you're well. Back to what the founding fathers thought. Randy Radar says, you know, the founding fathers also thought that the fourth estate would be a truthful counterbalance. I don't know if I don't know if we can entirely say that. They just figured we were better off with one with a free press than without one. Even though the framers themselves used the free press as a um, an element of well, the same filthy politics that we decry to this day. You witnessed the new, the the published stories of old Mars Tom and his enslaved love interest, you know, Sally Hemmings. because people recognized even back then, at least people further north than Virginia, that. Forcing an enslaved woman into a sexual relationship was not a great look. No, let's put it more bluntly shameful. And a story I ran across, oh my goodness. Every time I see a story with uh, Joe to the Mansion Bourne's face on it, I have to click. It's like catnip to me. Uh, One story pointing out the retirement of... DI-FI in California, but nobody's particularly worried about that seat. On the other hand, Debbie Stabenow in Michigan is worrisome. I hope Michigan can remain in Democratic hands in that seat. We all do. But while I fa- what I found interesting uh, uh, from the CNN report. They say that Joe to the Mansion Born and John Teaster in Montana are thinking about hanging it up. They both know, Teaster and Joe to the Mansion Born, that that would really kind of screw the Democrats for holding a majority in the Senate in 2024. CNN asked uh, Teaster, who's 66, about whether he wants to stick around. He said, "Uh, it's a commitment. I guess senatoring is hard. You know, 15 miles on the Erie Canal hard. Tote that barge, lift that bale hard. But also on the can't be there forever list, Bob Casey in Pennsylvania. He's being treated for prostate cancer. He's. Well, that's tough treatment. And even Bernie at 81, has said, I will decide at the appropriate time whether he wants to run again. And over on the other side, uh, Senator Bishop Willard Romney said he'll announce in April whether he wants a second term in the Senate. Romney said... People understand that every action has a consequence, and you accept the consequences for the actions you think are right. Now, if I run, I'll win. He will be primaried from the right. 2024 is going to be a stressful mess. Truly. And then there's Arizona and Kurtzi and Kirsten Cinema and Ruben Gallego who has announced his candidacy now, yay. Going up against probably Kerry Lake. The idea of Kerry Lake running in Arizona is apparently not. High on the list of things that John Thune, uh, a Republican from North Dakota, who is the Senate minority whip right now, uh, is, is crazy about. I've just said to any of our candidates or potential candidates in 2024 that you've got to talk about the future, not the past. And I think if you're building your campaign around the theme of a stolen election, that's not a winning strategy. We've seen that. So if Kerry does decide to do it again, I think she's going to have to talk about the things that are on the hearts and minds of American people. What do you think the odds of that are? Hey, Carrie, you still think the governor's election was stolen? (laughs) What? God, it'd be like giving candy to a baby. Just drop the nickel in and walk away. Carrie Lake can't give that up. If she lives to be 500 years old, her last... Her last words will be, "I swear it was Stolt. It was Stolt." Hey, Vicky, thank you very much. Thanks so much for uh, jumping in. We are now down to uh, only fourteen hundred dollars to go to close the gap, keep the power on, and keep the little radio show going. Thank you so much, Vicky. I cannot thank you enough. So kind of you. Uh, Going back to the phony baloney uh, Republicans for a second, uh, an anonymous uh, correspondent says, I spent a span of 11 years getting a Bachelor of Science degree Money for tuition was a huge problem. Persistence pays off, but I broke my mind in the process. I paid. Dearly. So you can imagine my disdain for these phonies who earn fake degrees and run for Congress. Yeah, it's, it's on the order of stolen valor. Valor. The people who go out and buy chests full of medals and parade around in uniforms that, uh, that with, with decorations they never earned. And of course, as often as not, they do so to run for office. Hi, I'm Robin Kincaid. Back when I was a guy, I was an admiral of the ocean seas. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. But I okay, IYAR. It's okay if you're a Republican. And there will be no consequences. George Santos should have been long damn gone from the House. If local New York media had done their jobs, he never would have been elected. Oh, I don't know. You don't know about maggots out on Long Island. I mean, consider who they put in the White House. You remember John Barron, the spokescreep for the Trump uh, for the Trump organization, who was so obviously. No, no, this is not. No, this is not Donald Trump. This is, this is John Barron. And John Barron, remember me? No, we met at that cocktail. But you know that thing. I guess if Congress passed or or, or I I guess if somebody introduced a bill saying that it would be a federal crime uh, to dummy up your resume for the sake of the rubes, I mean voters, that probably would not withstand constitutional scrutiny when it got up there to our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties on the court. right I guess yeah oh and I just realized with uh, with Vicki jumping in there uh, Ralph's challenge has been met so now we move on to the tripling challenge thank you so very much um, that'll uh that'll be a big deal if we can meet that and so we are now down to no uh, we're now down to 1350 because of the challenge so 1350 thank you so much you really th- I mean I wonder I-, I wonder I wonder if Joe will be- Joe to the mansion born will bail out. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine it, frankly. Oh, hi, Socrates. Me either. I, see, socks can't imagine it either. Uh, he, he was so hungry for the power. and he still enjoys it because he can use his senatorial power to do a lot of great things for people whose last name is mansion because remember the remember the first law of mansions is mansions never do anything that benefits anyone whose last name is not mansion or has mansion somewhere in their name first law of mansions mansions never do anything for people whose uh, whose names do not include the name mansion Because, well, for instance, Heather Bresch was Heather Manchin. Well, we know that story. You know. (laughs) Oh, look! The fake master's degree from my alma mater. Harvard on the Mon. West by God, Virginia University. I actually got my degree. And just because it's pretty much time to go to the go to the uh, uh, over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree. A story from Reuters. Now, several years ago, uh, one of my favorite musicians, Jason Isbell, responded to some guy who said, I need an AR-15 so I can deal with the 35 to 50 feral hogs out there when my children go out to play. And Jason roasted the live and be Jesus out of the guy. And I thought immediately of of him when I saw this Reuters story. New Mexico feral cows to be culled by helicopter shooters. I know. Feral cows. Don't fuck with them feral cows. I can't let my children go out to play without them having to deal with 35 to 50 feral cows. I mean, I'm sure there really are feral cows. I just never really... I mean, you you think about the majesty of the wild mustangs running around out west and galloping in their herds. And they're a beautiful sight to behold. Not so sure about the feral cows, though. Apparently, they're not nice. The feral cattle have taken... I know it's not funny. It just reads that way. I'm sure it's deadly serious. It's got to be scary. Come on, Robin. But the... Reuters copy. I mean, back, in, back in my days at CNN radio, this would definitely have been a kicker at the end of the broadcast. And authorities in New Mexico say they're going to cull feral cows with snipers and helicopters because they're menacing hikers. Your money or your life. See, if we had a writing department here, we'd, we'd workshop this until we had a really, really, really high-quality joke. But your money or your life was the best I could come up with. Next Thursday, the choppers are going to take off with snipers in them. Somewhere, Godzilla from Wasilla is... is, is truly being a pick-me-girl. Oh, pick-me. Pick-me, pick-me. I want to shoot some cattle from helicopters. You know, we shot wolves from helicopters up in Alaska when I was the half-term, half-wit governor. And it was a lot of fun. Okay, Emilio, you've been quiet for a while. That gets a cowbell. Wasn't George Santos a feral cow at some point? Yes! Yes! At... College. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry, I just tickled myself. No, the Gila Wilderness is a is, is federal you know property that belongs to we the people out in New Mexico, and the feral cattle are damaging habitats and again menacing hikers. They're going to spend four days culling the cattle. God, it makes me think. It, have, have you, I think one of Bourdain's shows had the, um, a segment. I think they were in Argentina, maybe. But it was this huge barbecue where they slaughtered cattle and kind of crucified them over hot coals. And the gauchos were... And Bourdain said it was delicious. But environmentalists say that the feral cattle are destroying the ecosystems of endangered species among the Gila's soaring mountains and precipitous canyons. Well, it must be some sure-footed feral cattle. The U.S. Forest Supervisor, Camille Howes, uh, this is the second year they've done the coal. How did we not hear about this? I, now the, this is this is grass-fed beef, y'all. It's bringing out the barbecue, the the pit mistress in me. I'm telling you. Um, Camille Howes, the forest supervisor, said the feral cattle in the Gila Wilderness have been aggressive towards wilderness visitors. They graze year-round and trample stream banks and springs. Yeah, I know. Ralph says socks Wants to go chase the feral cattle. No, honey, they're not outside. They're in New Mexico. We could, we could, we could send you off to your auntie. Maybe she'd take you to the Gila Wilderness and let you chase the feral cattle. Well. Oh, I, no. He talks back. I, I can't do my cat noises. On the other hand, it is peta has got to be in, a, in in here somewhere because this just sounds Nancy nasty. Nancy, really? The choppers are, of course, noisy, and they tend to make the cattle stampede, and which which makes it difficult for a chopper-born sniper. So. Ranchers say that uh, because of the nature of the shooting it takes days for some of the cattle to die because they just get peppered with rounds Lauren Patterson, president of the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association growers, you know, you plant them, you pour a little water on them and up pops a cow The New Mexico Cattle Growers Association wants to have a roundup. Maybe an auction. And they're threatening legal action. Lauren Patterson said they're not looking for solutions that are long-term and not deemed cruelty. Barbecue them! Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Over at the uh, Western Watersheds Project, Cindy Toole, who is the director for New Mexico and Arizona, said "Uh, the priority is to make sure that the cows are not destroying habitat for threatened endangered species. Why why do we have to have helicopters? And by the way, this is being hailed as a victory for environmentalists. Um, Y'all... I mean, I know y'all are out there, and we're here, but once again, <laughs> forgettable Appalachia. Ah, if only we could put some feral cattle on a on a mountaintop removal site. Now, by God, by Jiminy, did, yeah, then we'd see some action. Then again, you'd have rounds ricocheting off of Caterpillar equipment, and the, and the, and the coal companies would get upset. Hmm. Hi Matt. <laughs> Matt in San Francisco. Santos feral cow. Thanks for the visual of a feral cow in a periwinkle sweater and blue suit jacket with black-framed glasses.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 Matt, you've got it backwards. <laughs> it's it's George DeVolder Anthony's Anthony Santos Pecos Pete. In a cattle, in a long cattle print duster, with a hat, and a long droopy, Sam his name moustache. I'm not okay. Head him up, move him out. <laughs> okay, Robin, it's time to go. It's 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 time to go to the Skype group. Um. Uh, And by the way, as we try to clear out the, as we seek this Friday on the Front Porch community made miracle, uh, you can always help the program out in ways that don't involve you uh, having less money. Just, you know, uh, whatever platform you take the podcast from, yeah, just leave some feedback. Like, subscribe, uh, but but above all, leave some feedback, and that's whether you're on TuneIn or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, you know, wherever. <laughs> Good. Ralph's, Ralph's is in on it. Yeah. Santos is droopy dog. Yeah, no, 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 wait a minute, that's Joe Lieberman. Joe's still among the quick, isn't he? Feral cattle. Yeah. Well, let's go over the river, because I, I, I overfill a robster. Let's go over the river and through the trees to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves and Check in on the Skype group. Y'all, come on. Get in the Skype group. The conversation's great. We have a blast. Need some girls. Uh, hey, Roger, how you doing?
5: Well, I think I'm okay. Uh, coming through?
1: Yeah, I got you. You're a little tinny, oh. but uh, you're, you're okay.
5: Okay. Uh, with regard to those feral cattle kind of reminds me of when I was working as a packer down in Kings Canyon National Park. There was an outfit called the Gowens Cattle Ranch. And before it was ever a national park, the Goins farm had a permit to graze in the national forest. I mean, before it became a park, uh, to graze in the national forest. Then when they put it in as a park, they negotiated a uh, lifelong tenancy And when I was working down there in the mid-70s, the old lady Goins was about 80 years old, and she couldn't sell the farm or anything like that because then they'd lose their grazing rights. And every summer, they'd go up and round up the cattle from the backcountry and truck them back down to the valley and put them on the winter pasture, I mean, yeah, summer pasture, or winter pasture, whatever it was. Anyhow, they... They'd had the big roundup, and the cowboys came up and rode all over the backcountry scrounging up cattle. So it is possible in in the backcountry to round them up and drive them out and haul them off. They don't need to be screwing around with the solitude of the backcountry somewhere in a wilderness area shooting them with helicopters.
1: It just sounds dumb. It, it, it sounds like, I, well, at the risk of punning, it sounds like overkill.
5: And all it's going to do is smell up the back country.
1: You mean while they rot? Yeah. Because they're not going to harvest them.
5: No, they're not going to shoot them from a helicopter and then go in there and field dress them and pack them out on mules. Or land the helicopter and haul
1: them out. Yeah, it's not going to be one of those helicopters like in the uh, um, opening scenes to MASH. You know, load them up on the stretchers and fly them out with the snipers.
5: Not only that, but they'd be tougher than hell uh, until they get some quiet time on some good pasture or something. They'd be really rangy and, and uh, I mean, it'd be tough. Let's put it that way. I mean, I guess you could pressure cook it. And if you were hungry enough, I'm sure you could eat it. But uh, it, it wouldn't be the, the best beef to uh, send down to your local Kroger or Piggly Wiggly and, and try and sell it out of the counter.
1: No, but, I mean, even, Roger, even here, well, not even, but here in West Virginia, every deer season, because, you know, we've got hunters who just like to kill fangs. And we've got a program called Hunters Helping the Hungry. And you can, if you don't want to take your deer home, you can donate it and it'll be processed and it'll be uh, given to people who have food insecurity. Why couldn't that be a thing? Well, it could be.
5: if The, the reality is that the cost to get people on horses and go out in the back country and round them up and drive them out gets expensive. And the, the cattle farm that does it, they figure that the amount of time that they have been fattening up, eating grass or whatever up in the hill country in the the summer, mid late spring to late summer, uh, the, the less they've spent on feed and allowing their pastures down in the lower part of the, the, in out of the snow lines to have no pressure on to grow a lot of grass. It, it becomes cost effective, but if you're just going to go in and, uh, kill them and try and haul them out for beef, uh, I it, it would be much too expensive to do, but anyhow, leaving all that aside, um, my thoughts listening to this stuff regarding the, the Fox News uh, gurus.
4: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was reading that earlier today. I I hope it doesn't hurt too little.
5: of dollars. And knowing that they were spewing lies, uh, I'm not sure. But, I mean, somebody's really dedicated to Fox News. That they're probably not going to hear about it just on Fox News. But if they do hear about it somewhere else, and it's clear that the talking heads of Fox were lying like a – I don't know. what I don't even know who lies as bad as they've been lying. Um, I'm just wondering if any of these Fox people that thought Tucker Carlson was God's gift to the news cycle, um, if this will even change their mind at all if they learn about it.
1: I, I would answer no. I mean, do you? By the way, you mentioned to, uh, testicle toasting, Tokyo Rose Carlson. Uh, <laughs> uh, some unsavory things coming about, uh, and of course, remember he's in charge of American masculinity now. You know him and him and uh, the, you know, Benny Shapiro and Matt Walsh and Joe Rogan. Jordan Peterson is in charge of Canadian. Uh, masculinity um, but uh, Tucky and granted she's a horrible person but in the in the in the discovery that is becoming public we find Tuckio Rose Carlson referring to Squidney Powell as well uh, NPR being dainty and delicate said a vulgar Reference for a woman. Now. Would just start with a C, would it? Well, see, you went to the same place I did because the B word is crass and it's rude. And I don't think he'd use. No, I'm pretty sure it's see you next Tuesday.
5: Or can't understand normal thought.
1: Well, I haven't heard that one, Roger. Well done. Nice guy, though. And, ick. Just, we knew he was gross. He's gross. But what's more important in this context is that it shows that these, and, you know, Roger, it, it's it's in line with something I've said for years. These people don't believe a word they're saying. They are selling a product. It's not like what we do over here, what I do. Malloy does, Rick Smith does, Tara Devlin does. We present things that we know to be true to be factual, because we want to make a difference. The Hannity job, testicle toaster, Frau Ingram, uh, the rest of God knows Alex Jones. The rest of that filthy lot, they're doing it for a dollar. And this makes that abundantly clear. The problem that Dominion Voting Systems has, though, is that under New York Times versus Sullivan and under uh, Falwell v. Hustler, they have to prove that Fox acted with... Um, with... Uh, Actual malice. Now, the the interesting question there is, and, and uh, under New York Times versus Sullivan, the court is to have a preference for ditching this stuff on summary judgment. But in the end, actual malice is not a. I mean, it's a legal standard, but it is a question of fact. And it seems it seems to me that this is some actually malicious conduct. If you know something is false and you continue to push it out there as true, it's pretty malicious, isn't it? Hey, Robin. Yeah.
4: This is Steve, by the way. Yeah.
6: I've actually heard disagreement with you on that. And the disagreement that I've heard, uh, surprisingly, was that they were not public... Persons or political persons. That's Smartmatic slash, um... Shit, what's the name of the... Uh, You're out
1: in the wind, aren't you?
6: Oh, no. Sorry, it's my fan in my office. Sorry about
1: that. No, I thought maybe you were out at Coney Island or something.
6: Oh, no, I've never been there. I don't know there. it's named after the police. So I don't know whether... Um... That... They are not... That Smartmatic slash, um... What's the hardware company named Dominion uh, Dominion are not public persons or political persons that they are in fact private persons
1: well that so and that, that would not, that would change the standard dramatically
6: yeah and because think about it, I challenge anybody who could say, "Oh yeah, I heard of them before this." When I heard that from the person I heard it from, I was like, you know what? That makes sense, um, or at least it, at least there's a good argument. But as you were saying before, regardless, since now we have the internal text messages where they are pretty blunt that they knew it was garbage, um, they thought it was garbage, and they realized that Sydney Powell got her quote unquote information from that. Strange lady who was decapitated inside, and uh, the wind was the one who told her about the cheating. I think I think it would meet either standard. I, the,
1: the the larger point I was making is that this is not fit for summary judgment. But I agree with you. I don't think – I mean, Dominion has (laughs) – Dominion is um, run by a private equity firm. So, you know, corporate personhood, I guess. But they – you know, they – one can slander a business. So I wonder – I mean, because if they're not if they're not a public figure, this case should be giving Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch the turtle squirts. I mean, remember the ad damnum on this is ten figures. Yeah,
6: one point six billion.
1: Yeah.
6: Um, by the way, um, what the fuck was I going to say? God damn it. Having a senior moment. Um, ah, shit. Fuck. Piss.
0: <sighs> hey, can I can I jump in for a second? Hi, guys. Happy no.
6: Friday. No.
0: <laughs> Tell hey, me Christopher. If, if, the, hi there. Hi, Robin. Hi, gals and ga- gals and guys. Guys and gals. Gal. Guys and gals. <laughs> guys and gals. Um. Do you guys remember the Oprah, the judgment against Oprah, when she slandered? Did she slander? Oh, the American
1: ca- – well, well that's – cl- yeah, how about that? The American Cattlemen's Association. Oprah. It's what's that? for dinner. Ding, 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> so is that a precedent for this? Is Are they – is there any relation? Are they –
1: uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that would be necessary as precedent. I mean, stuff is fairly clear here.
6: And you, you know the biggest part of this that nobody seems to be talking about. Do you know how many counties in 2020 that Smartmatic software was used in? How many? That was only one, one. One. That was in Los that- Angeles County.
0: Yeah.
1: And they st- and still Fox News TV, Radio Rwanda, whipped up, uh, whipped up their Emerys and Marvelines into a white, and I do mean white hot frenzy. Yep. And you know, uh, Christopher, to your question, there's also the fact that the American Cattlemen's Association ran a shit ton of ads, so they really were a public figure.
0: Right. So think about how high of a bar they had that had to meet and it was met and Oprah had to pay them. I don't remember how much she had to pay them.
6: A new car.
1: A new car. Sorry.
6: <laughs> I thought they ruled against the Cattlemen's Association. I thought she
0: lost. But she won. Are are you sure Harold what's uh
1: Oh, somebody get the Hornet Hawk Research, uh, Oprah Research, yeah. Oprah and American Cattlemen's Association yeah. on the, uh, the department on the line. Google. Yeah. Get Don on the phone. Where are those pictures I was supposed to see? Sorry, I'm, th- no, that only works when I've got Scott on.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about that when um, I heard about the Frau Ingram and all the text messages behind her back. And uh, what a pain in the ass she is to work with. That was great. Just how awesome. But uh, absolutely not surprising.
1: No, not in the least.
5: Oprah, Oprah won person. that one, by the yeah. way, and I'll find out oh, what won.
0: Was being oh, she did. i wrong. Okay. All right, I'm wrong.
1: Oh, uh, Scott wants me to tell you, Roger, uh, lying like Santos in a world without sodium pentothal. (laughs) Okay. And totally separate topic, but... uh, Trader Tot, you know, Junior, well, uh, he... uh, He's now because well, he's back on Twitter. I guess he's abandoned his daddy's the, the rattle trap social media platform.
6: He was never off Twitter, by
1: the way. Oh, was he not? Okay. Nope. Nope. Uh, well, today he um, he went to Twitter to ask, "Are we under attack?" Does anyone believe you can have all these major train derailments, all with severe environmental consequences, and it's just total coincidence? We've not seen anyone even asking if this is perhaps retribution for our supposed attack on Nord Stream 2.
3: Oh,
1: for
2: sake. What an idiot.
1: Uh, hey, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, super stupid. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. Hi, Kevin. Going on, Chris? All uh, right. Everything's good.
1: I saw a photo the other day, I guess, of the prototype of the new uh, Postal Service van. Van? Van.
2: Oh, van. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Looks kind of cool.
2: Uh, yeah. We haven't gotten them yet, but uh, they're a little longer, a little higher. Um, they got radio and air condition, air conditioning, which is huge.
1: That just you know, seems so barbaric that all these years, you know?
2: Uh, you have no idea. I don't know how people do it like in the southwest or way down south. I mean, up here in New England, it's it can get, it can get pretty bad up here with the humidity and the heat. But, uh, you know, nothing like other parts of the country, obviously. But,
1: yeah, yeah. or places where it just doesn't ever get cold.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, weren't they, weren't they it, scheduled to be EV, but then it... DeJoy
2: shot that down, right? Yeah, DeJoy, DeJoy shot it down. Um, they were going to go what all electric. He uh, stepped in and said, "No, I'm going to. We're going to go with gas." You know, he, his uh, his connections with the, you
1: know. I mean, so. couldn't even go with a hybrid. How damn dumb.
2: Yeah. So there's just one person short on the board of governors to get him out of there, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Uh, You know,
0: he'll leave the day that Donnie steps into a prison cell.
2: I was talking to UPS driver today, and he said that uh, they're having layoffs. Some of the uh, people that are like having only been there like a year or two or something like that, they're losing a lot of packages to Amazon, and uh, their contract is up. I think in July. And there's talk of maybe, maybe a strike. So we'll see what happens there. You remember the last time that happened, was it 1996? And uh, I wasn't working for the post office then, but I remember some of the older mail carriers telling me that they were inundated with packages because UPS was on strike.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who was working for UPS then, and he he wasn't working. You know, he was out there on the picket line.
2: They struck for what, about a month, was it, Chris? Month and a half,
0: yeah, something like that. Maybe it was a bit longer. I can't remember. It's so long ago.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so let's see what happens there. I mean, Amazon. Ever since they got in the game, you know, because we were we were delivering, you know, between FedEx and us and UPS, you know, we were all taking their packages and kind of getting it done. But then when Amazon got in the game, you know. Definitely a huge drop-off now, obviously. But. 16 days.
5: It was Maybe. 16 days, Roger. Oh, that's it? August 4th, 1997. 97, okay.
2: Count. It was somewhere around there.
7: Could it be that the uh, technology that would bring, us, would bring the world delivery drones to your door has been perfected? And drivers will be become passe, as it were. I, I don't know.
2: Let's hope not.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, really. Um,
7: oh yeah, this is just this is all we need. Like the like the airspace is not all already
0: overpacked with. Yeah, we got the Chinese balloons, and then Basil's drones flying oh, yeah. everywhere. Marginal trailer
1: queen's balloon.
0: Yeah. The Jewish space lasers. I mean, Jesus, it's, it's messy up there. It's crowded. Not even,
7: uh, not even how Lindsay could envision this. Sitting down, drinking bad.
1: Uh, balloons that, from uh, Magog and Magog. <laughs> hey y'all, thanks to Darlene and Matt both chiming in on Oprah. Yeah, Oprah won, and Darlene points out that when she won, it put Dr. Phil on the map. Maybe oh. she should have lost.
0: Oh, what a good point, Darlene. Give her a cowbell for that. Absolutely. Brought us Dr. Phil. Shit, she should have lost.
1: Ugh. You know, when I was having to go through, uh, well, the first round of electrolysis, uh, we would watch Dr. Phil while I was getting zapped, and somehow it made it p- less painful because I was just hate-watching Dr. Phil. Uh.
0: So Steve, how cold is it in New York City?
1: It's so cold.
0: Steve, you there? Oh, we can't hear you.
6: It's not cold at all.
0: Really? Is it springtime already?
6: I mean, it's you know, what's the temperature?
1: Well, what was it, what we had a couple of days ago? You're probably getting right now. Then that mm-hmm. makes me think you're not going to like what you're about to get.
6: I mean, it's four right now. So, it's what? Four. Four degrees Fahrenheit. No, I don't. I don't use that.
1: No, stays Steve, Steve's a temperature snob. He uh, uses Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
6: I'm I'm preparing for my move to Canada. So I'm.
0: <sighs> Is that happening for real?
6: Yeah. Uh, wait,
0: you got a timetable? Nope. Just gonna happen. Mm
5: Mm-hmm. We're 13 here in Eugene.
0: Yeah. 13. I mean, I just got back from a nice walk, and it's gorgeous out. Or
5: 55 for other people.
1: I'm guessing we're somewhere around minus one here.
5: Wow. Wow.
7: And under fair skies in San Diego, it's 61 delightful
1: degrees. No, no, no. We're doing Celsius. We're being temperature-stocked. Oh, no,
7: stops. we don't.
6: We'd, no, it's no, about we're 15, not doing Celsius here. 15 to 17, I, I
7: think. I refuse to uh, operate under a system th- the, whose uh, name I cannot spell without cheating.
6: How do you spell Fahrenheit?
7: I don't <laughs> even bother with that. I, that's Bradbury. How hot is it, Mark?
6: Well, <laughs> That's Bradbury. ADA, wait. 88 Bradbury. Fred.
1: Okay, uh, that was good. good.
7: That was right off of the top of my fucking head. Scott Scott only talks in Kelvin.
1: Well, so was Baroo College.
4: <laughs>
1: I was okay. proud of that one, and nobody even so much as said congratulations.
7: Where is, earlier, when I was getting things together uh, and listening only, what, what was the dateline for this um, for this cattle roundup with the helicopters?
1: It Starts next Thursday. But where? In the Gila National Forest in New Mexico.
7: Okay. See, I'm wondering if they were sitting around. They were somebody. They were over. All of the folks in the uh, department were over at somebody's house for movie night. And they're sitting watching Turner Classic movies and the Misfits come on. You know, the movie Clark Gable, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Eli Wallach. Is this where they got the idea or are they just that (laughs) evil and cruel to, you know, why not watch a musical, kids? I mean, come on. Let's put on a show.
1: (laughs) The Misfits. Oh, my God.
0: Scott, the the thing is, somewhere,
1: you know, no. You know, North Carolina, throughout most of the Southeast, you know, when you say barbecue, you mostly mean pork. Uh, if our dear friend John Britovo were here, I'm conjuring you, John. Uh, he would say, "No, in Texas, it's beef." And if this story gets to Texas, I don't. You know, there's probably going to be a bunch of, bunch of pitmasters, uh, attaching, <laughs> attaching their portable smokers. <laughs> Come on, we're going to we're going to New Mexico. It's free. we got, the hell do you we, got the free range, we got free range we got free range brisket on the hoof. But
0: Robin, how do you get the shrapnel out?
1: Oh, you What's just me? you just spit that out along the. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, you know we went. Oh
4: God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we we used to go pheasant hunting. And it's called wing shooting because I, I, this is just I, I, It's called wing shooting because you want to shoot them in the wing, not in the eating part. Yeah. And well, well and so <laughs> I was not that I was not that accurate with well, my double-barreled shotgun, and I brought it? I brought down a bunch of them, and we fixed we, we fixed this beautiful pheasant dish with this gorgeous chili sauce, and all around the dinner table, every now and then you you just hear
7: ding <laughs> oh well, they they have oh a little uh, they have little uh, porcelain cups in some of the finer homes that set up just above the uh, solid fork to the left or the right whichever side the solid sa- fork is on and those are specifically for shop they're called uh, shop porcelain in the trade and you hear these You're v-
1: fucking v- lying
7: Hi, ah, yes you're right I just uh <laughs> that's all <there's>, you know. <laughs> Well, you no, know, you're right. I am not well. Can I tell you the, the, the story of my nose?
1: I'm afraid, With, but let, listen, uh, everybody well. in the central Central Standard Time Zone, put down your forks, push the plates away, step back from the table. Scott's going to tell us about his
0: nose. But that yeah, just you, chili,
7: yeah. You may think it's funny, but it's not. It's really uh, anyway. So the last time I was at my regular doctor. For years, I think ever since high school, I've had these three little bumps on, on my nose. I don't know if they're moles or what exactly they're called, but they've never bothered a soul. I don't care about them. Okay. And last time I visited, he said, well, we're going to have to send you to the dermatologist to have those looked at. And I, not wanting to challenge authority, said, okay, fine, sign me up. And they'll let me know when to come in. I went in yesterday for the appointment. And what was the word that the lady used in the office? Cauterized. They took this little device that I could only see from the corner of my eye as she was bringing it uh, toward me.
1: There's and a it, reason that, for that.
7: Oh, I don't doubt it. But I'll tell you, you, you it, was, it, it, it it creates an, an aroma. There's not just the noise and the sound. There is a distinct uh, aroma now.
1: Yeah, I it's called barbecue.
7: <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly.
4: <laughs>
0: So, anyway... I'm, uh, not,
1: I'm, a, ba- I'm banging on all eight tonight. Well, you cooking, are,
0: you are. That's a cowbell.
1: <laughs> cooking with gas. Thank you. But,
0: anyway, so,
7: anyway, I finish up the appointment. They put a, a bandage on it or whatever. I'm walking the two blocks to the bus stop to take me home because that's my only stop for the day. And it felt like my nose was running. So I took off my mask and was going to wipe my nose. Turns out that they, they should have... Uh, uh, uh cauterize the uh the thing initially because I'm bleeding and I know oh. it's dinner time so anyway I trudge back up to the place and they they fixed me up and put a, a fresh uh, band-aid on it but it's like I just didn't need that I was not uh, I was not wanting that particular adventure but I feel fine now the nose is fine I'm still uh, smell the roses
1: uh, no, no, he still smells the noses.
7: <laughs> yeah, red, ro- red noses, blue noses.
1: Tough red crowd.
7: Noses, new noses. Anyway, I, I just uh, – now, uh, that movie, the, the Misfits, I don't want to leave that yet. For those who didn't see it, it's the story out in uh, Nevada or Arizona, somewhere out there, where these people make their living – of uh, uh, doing in ponies in the wild to uh, send product to the dog food industry. Mm. This is real. This is the. I don't know what they use now, but there was a time when that type of shit was done. And I think it was Marilyn Monroe and Clark Gable's last movie. And it's not a great movie, but it's a. Uh, it uh, and and her estranged husband. Um, uh, Joe DiMaggio? Either. No, Arthur Miller uh, wrote the uh, just like the story or the screenplay or whatever.
1: Slide, DiMaggio, slide! <laughs> yes, <laughs> well,
7: there you are. But uh, anyway, I, I, it's a sad movie. But Turner plays it. Well, I don't know if they play it anymore because I don't have Turner anymore. But
1: uh, What like killer? The- <clears throat> Scott no, without Turner not- Classic Movies? Turner Classic Movies without Scott?
7: I told you I had to cancel that tier of service. I know video uh, thing, and I mean I can I can find most of what they run, because I don't think they run exclusives necessarily, unless it's something that their production company came up with. So I can find the movies, but I don't know. I was just getting to, when they hiked up the price by sixty bucks for something that the, that they showed for over a year and a half that they didn't. It wouldn't hurt them to charge me less by a factor of sixty bucks. Not to mention bucks.
0: it's movies that's seventy, eighty years old. Oh, but I love that stuff, Chris. I mean, well, I'm on. just saying, it's like how do you, how do you justify charging sixty bucks for that?
7: Oh, well, when did he? when did uh, Ted Turner buy the, uh, the MGM library? Wasn't it that oh, as far back question. as the
1: 80s? Oh yeah, yeah.
7: And I don't forget that what man was a genius. That
1: was one of the smartest things he ever did.
7: Oh yeah. Yeah, because cable wasn't as big then as it is now. And he's – well, just like with CNN. I don't like what CNN has become, but he saw the need for something like – for a service like that, for programming like that. and He said I, he had a big enough pile of cash where he could do it. Go Ted. Is he all right? Is he still with us?
1: He is, but uh, he suffers from um... – uh louis body um dementia
7: yeah oh and i heard about uh, bruce willis i mean i was never a fan of him politically and some of his no but he did he did did
1: a lot of great movies and and yeah i feel i feel so so bad
7: And, and he's a year younger than i am according to the he's like 67
0: oh is he in dementia too now
7: what, I what was that that they said he had? Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't remember the particular thing that they announced, but it's not. Mm. There's no good outcome anywhere in the in the, in the horizon, and it's, no. it makes me so sad.
1: Oh, and he was. It, and, and, and he was absolutely studly in uh, what was it? Uh, Moonlighting. Oh yeah, with yeah. oh uh, yeah,
7: uh, uh, Cyril Shepherd was that her name?
0: Shit, didn't he have still have some hair? Yeah, yeah think or maybe a little bit of
7: hair. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a long
0: time
7: ago. Shit. It was the 80s, wasn't
0: it? Yeah.
1: No, I remember I watched it religiously. Because Sybil Shepherd was so freaking gorgeous. Uh, yes. Oh, I got a little, uh, uh, we've got a Josh Duggar update.
0: Ooh, oh, ooh, God it damn it. Are you serious? Isn't is he there, in jail? Is, He's it a not jail?
1: Mm-hmm, is a he in jail? he is.
0: Oh, he is in jail? Yes. Okay, what's the latest?
1: He's doing 151 months in, in uh, Federal Star on kiddie porn charges. Remember, this is the guy who groped his own sister. Christians, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Somewhere in the Bible, I, I think. Reexcuses. <laughs>
1: No, well, I mean, no, it's, it's it's right there in Genesis, you know, when Lot's daughters get him liquored up and fuck him. It's, uh-huh. it's you know, God approved. <laughs> I mean, Lot's wife turned around and looked over her shoulder. God turned her into a pillar of salt, but he didn't do anything to the girls for banging their daddy. <laughs> so there's that. But, no, uh, he's serving his time at uh, the federal correctional institution in Segoville, Texas, and he has been put in solitary. Ooh. Uh, Radar Online reported that he went into the solitary housing unit for having a cell phone, an illegal cell phone. And well, it'd be interesting if they check the browser history on that cell phone, and maybe you know, probably find more. I don't know, Christian kitty porn
0: had a few months,
1: but he's in water.
0: the
1: uh, he's in he's in solitary, and it's being reported. Uh, it's so bad. Now remember, he was a uh, he was an employee of the Family Research Council, a fine, good, God fearing, upstanding, Bible believing, Christ centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, homosexual organization, whose sole purpose for existence is to attack the LGBTQ community. You know, as perverts. It, you know,
0: they are they are indeed a hate, hate group.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, he got he got busted from that position when it turned out he was on dating sites and him being married with kids and all, and and then uh, there's the fact that he had to quit the position after it turned after people found out that he'd been incest with his sisters
0: 12 years ago as a young teenager i acted inexcusably for which i am extremely sorry and deeply regret
1: i hurt others including my family and close friends i confess this to my parents who took several steps to help me address the situation none of it worked i added that part <laughs> um but yeah it's being reported to it is so bad for josh duggar there in solitary. When I first saw the headline that he'd been moved to solitary, I was like, "Really? Going after the inmates?"
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Or considering what happens, what generally happens to uh, people convicted of child sexual abuse, kiddie porn. Maybe they were, maybe the inmates were going after him, but no, he had an illegal cell phone. Oh, and uh, because we're coming up on the third hour of the program, y'all, we got a giant hole to fill. And thanks to the folks who have stepped in this evening. I'm not kidding. This is just, you know, we, we go from crisis to crisis every month because, well, I mean, this is how it works. I mean, I'm sorry. So we're trying to keep the electricity on. And we, the the hole is one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars deep, and we have an anonymous tripling uh, challenge. No, no, wait, wait. Let me get that. Hold on. I want to I want to make sure I don't screw up the math. A two for one tripling challenge. Um, up to fifty bucks gets a matching up to a hundred. So if we can do that, that would get us from 1350. Well, we um, we would we'd at least maybe wipe out. We we we've come, I think we finished off. No, we didn't. Um, we're close. We're almost done with last Monday. And frankly, you know, this isn't the Oral Roberts. You know, God's gonna call me home. No, it's just the power's gonna go off. And won't come back on until, you know, because of the power bill. Because coal does not keep the lights on if you do not give the coal mob your money. So that tripling challenge is on the table, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, it'll be met. Don't let it, don't, please, please don't let it just go by the boards. Um, PayPal buttons over at headon.live. And by the way, um, when you kick in via the US Postal Service, I don't, you know Beckley's about mm, about a 80 mile round trip. by the time all said and done, gas is expensive. so I don't go to the post office all the time or the actually the post office box at the UPS store. And so consequently, and, and, and it's still over there because that's just been our address since the beginning of the program. And if I change it, everything's going to be chaos. It was originally over there because boss man Wayne took care of all of that. And it was for his convenience. Well, I take care of it now. So it may, you know, if if you send a check and you see that the check hasn't cleared for a couple of weeks, it's not anything on the banking end of it. It's that I didn't get to go and pick it up or that I waited until I've got, you know, a stack of checks to do all at one time. So thank you to our uh, thank you to our friends who uh, subscribe and, and support via the U.S. Postal Service. That's why it may look a little strange in terms of when the check's clear. Okay. I, I hope that I hope that helps. Um, I had a question about that earlier, and if you just and, and to the person who asked if you just heard this, uh, let me know. So that, or else, you know, I'll write. Um, thank you. Thank you to uh, our dear sister Jude up in the great Northwest. Um, we are. I just gave a little bit of money, not a lot. Uh, uh, Jude says my best to all. Thank you, and thank you, uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, you and Tracy. Uh, thanks so much. So that means that we are $65 into that tripling challenge, and that's amazing. Thank you so very, very much. Um, and Kevin, by the way, I have at some point in time. Uh, is Tracy uh, is Tracy still selling Hyundai's? Yep. I at some point in time, I just uh, I'm gonna I need to pick her brain a little bit about because. Um,
8: She's right here. Pick away.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, just uh, the only third row seat thing uh, vehicle is the uh, the Palisade, isn't it?
8: Correct.
1: Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, every now and then I just stop and wander the lot. I can't do anything right now, but it's God. Those are beautiful vehicles. That's one They're of. The...
8: Beautiful. They're beautiful. There are a lot of vehicle though.
1: Are they really? Well, I mean, yeah, it's huge.
8: Yeah, I, mean, I almost bought one when I got my Santa Fe a couple months ago. I don't. I don't even have six people I like that I want to put in my. Gracie <laughs> <laughs> crazy, cowbell.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> I was reaching for it as she was saying it.
8: <laughs> That's hysterical. Gavin's been in my car once since I bought it at the end of November. Like what?
2: Uh, yeah. Legit. Yeah.
8: It's me going to work, coming home, whatever. I don't like people anymore. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we learned something during the pandemic, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, people <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I look around. I look around just because I think about, and again, nothing I can do about it right now. But today, just as a for instance, uh, Ferg and my daughter-in-law and the babies were over at her mama's house because they were house sitting for her while she was uh, traveling, and so I went to get them this morning in my, you know, little 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 mid sized sedan. And you know what? Three adults and two infants in car seats do not fit well at all inside a Ford Fusion.
8: No. God no.
1: But I can't even Fused think I guy. can't even think about something like that. But my grandfather was a car salesman. <sighs> and I guess it's in my blood. I just and so I stopped at the Hyundai lot the other day and wandered around and I looked at that palisade and it was so freaking beautiful. But
8: the palisades are really amazing. And if if you're gonna buy a palisade, like, don't be a cheap fuck. Go all the way to the top for the calligraphy. You get every option available. It, you know, it's like fifty two thousand. You know, I've got so many people wanting to cheap out with like an S E L base or premium. Like, just if you're gonna get into one, get into one, and then. They must cheaper be cheaper
1: than, in Massachusetts.
8: No, the Palisade goes like fifty-two MSRP. The the calligraphy, They're, it's not any well, cheaper here. No, I mean, I, I, they must
1: be no, they must be jack is, they must be jacking it up on the lot or scarcity or something.
8: So yeah, a lot of dealerships because we're still in an inventory shortage, so to speak. I mean, we have a hundred cars on our lot, whatever, but. Um, some dealerships aren't getting as much inventory and the Palisades are still at a premium. So people are putting non-value added addendums on there, five, six, seven, $8,000. Which you can never kowtow to that. I mean, it's not going to do you any good five years down the road. You want to trade in a vehicle. It's not going to do the dealership any good when they have to take a vehicle in a trade that they packed 8000 fucking dollars on. My dealership doesn't do that.
1: Well, apparently they do it uh, here because a well, lot
8: of a lot of the ones around here are doing that or have been doing it as well. Our um, I work for a dealership that a company that actually has twenty three dealerships between three states, and our owner, who is very local to where I live, refuses to do that.
1: Well, that's damn decent.
8: Yeah, that's why I work for them.
1: Well, I I I I said what I said because I actually looked at a Palisade that was not the calligraphy, and it was forty nine.
8: What trim level was that?
1: Uh, it had cloth
4: seats.
8: Mm hmm. That's bullshit. Cause all the new Palisades, except for the SE, are all they all either have the high tech like vegan leather. And then the calligraphy has the napa leather, and yeah, no, nah, they were screwing you hard. And the like, and can the, can the, the the Santa Cruz,
1: around. and you know, I looked at the Palisade because I mean, I said to the kid, you know, it would be fun somewhere down the road to have all that seating space, so that we could all just jump in the car together and go somewhere, you know, like flee right. like flee the state of West Virginia when the when the Republicans make me a felon. Um, <laughs>
2: Come on up here,
1: <laughs> but. and so I was like kind of surprised but if I had you know in my heart of hearts I I, I love oh I just love the look of that all wheel drive Santa Cruz
8: oh my god the Santa Cruz is a bomb
1: I guess in a way you could look at it as an SUV you could look at it as a crossover or an SUV with no no roof in the back but I think of it more in terms of like the old uh, Chevy El Camino's
8: yeah, or a lot of people compare it to the Subaru Brat back in the day.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's
8: a beer, it's an awesome vehicle. It's built on the Tucson platform. It's a little longer than the Tucson is, but they share the same base engine. But the upper trim levels, the Premium and the Limited, have the two point five turbo. Get out of Dodge! Great car.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, even 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 a you know cloth seat base thing these guys must just be really they must think the the market is filled with rubes here because that you know the the base model they were asking like 45 for
8: no because that's i i have a limited on my lot right now that's like 43 that see no just never never pay over um in, in msrp and actually right now we have so many cars on our lot we can even like cut down just a little tiny bit under MSRP. That's just bullshit.
1: That's wild. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked. Again, you know, it's just me. It's it's me wandering around. I I kind of hate to see the, uh, the 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 salesman come out because it's like, no, nah, I'm not that girl.
8: <laughs> not no, the, no, I hear you.
1: But I I I knew I I knew I wanted to talk to you because I just I was like. Because I look at these things on the websites, And by the way, this is one great big humongous unpaid product placement for Hyundai. Uh,
8: Great.
1: Which kind of makes me sad because they're made in Alabama.
8: Look, I've had eight Hyundai since 2008. I am not mad about them. After six, they put me to work at the dealership.
1: Yeah, That's great. But, you know, I look at these things, and, you know, they've got that function. You know, build your own. And I'm like, okay. And then I, I go and I look at something like what I built, and it's... Ten thousand dollars more expensive than what it said on the website.
8: Yeah, no. Then just just say no until the market settles down where you are.
1: I'm having a hard time figuring out that the market is unsettled in West Virginia, but I guess that's the case.
8: Well, uh, how many dealerships are in your area?
1: Oh, there's one in uh, there's one in Beckley and there's one in Charleston. So, you know, Beckley's forty. Yeah, Beckley's forty-five minutes from Charleston.
8: I guess there's one down in like
1: Bluefield.
8: We are here in Massachusetts. I've got, like, three dealerships in our backyard, so the competition is real. Um, we're number two out of, like, the four local dealerships. So people can't really get away with adding on the non-value-added addendums. That's, that's just a bullshit practice. And I can't wait to tell people at work this tomorrow, too, by the way.
1: Oh, what, that there's a hillbilly in West Virginia that they wanted to clip?
8: Yeah, yeah, that and other
1: things. <laughs> well, you know, call corporate well, and tell uh, call, call corporate and tell them that uh, uh, I would I would I would happily I would happily drive one uh, and provide free advertising every night, Tracy. Okay, I'll,
8: I'll, let, <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll get right on that. Yeah, call yeah call call Soul oh, yeah. and you know just get back with me, okay? Yeah,
8: absolutely. Uh, I got I got you.
7: This uh, no raises whenever. a question. This uh, this car talk, because briefly in the late
1: 80s, don't drive uh, like my brother,
7: I actually sold cars. And there was a thing that we did when you were at the desk in the back, when you were finalizing the deal, where an issue would come up and uh, we were instructed to say, I'll need to ask my manager about that, and then you would leave the sales uh, bullpen or the little cubicle where you had the customer, where you kept them for hours, back then. But anyway, is there a now that everything much is done online? Is there like a an online equivalent for I'll need to speak to my manager, or is yeah no no okay that that was I
8: mean I still have to get up sometimes speak to my manager. You know when people are like bullshitting you, they don't want to commit to a number. What I like, I, I can read people.
4: Yeah. You know,
8: you get the ones you can close right away with the first signature on the desking, but you know you still have to get up and play the game. And I, and I just look at people like, look, I'm not here to play games. Tell me what your bottom line is. Let's just get this done.
5: Yeah.
8: <laughs> you know. How refreshing! Well, I do have
5: to, I do have to give Hyundai a lot of credit for the improvement in the cars they've made since the ones they were selling in the early 80s. Oh, because
4: Jesus. in the oh. early 80s,
5: Hyundai's were a pile of crap. Zero-ten and I cans. swore I would never, ever, 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 ever do anything with Hyundai. And I, I, don't, I don't own one now. But I do have to say that what they're putting out now is a hell of a lot better car. And yeah, I mean,
8: I'll tell I mean, you, there it, are things I I have this new Santa Fe calligraphy edition, and I've had customers looking at it, people that I know, and they're like, "This is like Mercedes level, BMW level, like outfitted," and it is. Yeah, because that
5: nineteen eighty three or four, maybe, maybe even even eighty five, was, <clears throat> was a a real bunch of crap.
8: Oh, horrible! Ten can on wheels
5: but it was what my wife could afford when she came finally came back to the United States before and she had two kids and needed a car and it was about the cheapest that, thing she could find and she bought it that's
8: how Hyundai entered the market and they changed the whole game they entered the market as a value product and now they're you know they're a, a mid to upper level quality product and the warranty is amazing uh 3 years of maintenance on a new car it's really i got to say I'm impressed.
5: Anyhow, I'm just, it was a really bad experience with that goddamn Hyundai. And, and uh, we were coming back from Reno to Eureka one time. And I had to, well, I got to Susanville and bought five gallons of oil. And then I had to stop in Weaverville and spend the night because it was leaking oil so goddamn fast and it was dark and I couldn't see to put oil in it. And I was getting about 30 miles to the court by the time I got home. Jesus.
4: And it was a rear
2: seal. Where was it leaking, Roger?
5: The rear seal. Oh, okay. I mean, I I pulled into the parking lot there in the rainstorm in Weaverville and just looked at the oil slick running with the, the runoff of the parking lot. Just had this nice little sheen headed off down to the the gutter. But you know, I mean it got us home. Yeah. We got it repaired, but uh that thirty miles to the court makes for a long drive.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's not good.
1: Wow. I have a yeah, we... six... Oh, go ahead.
7: I have a twenty sixteen Elantra, which I bought from Hertz Sales, and we're very happy with it. Uh and we even got the update on the uh the front end issue—they guaranteed 120,000—and also they alerted us we might have the uh, piston slap issue. I do hear it, but no problems.
8: Yeah, it's amazing. Hyundai is standing by their engine issues and they're extending warranties out to cover them.
1: Oh God, I saw I saw an ad on TV the other day for the Ionic.
8: Oh, those we don't have those yet. That Fuck car is ex- that
1: that I mean th- that thing's beautiful. It's
8: beautiful, that's, but it's a freaking all electric. Who wants one of those? Well, one I mean, my youngest boy th- has. Yeah, they're they're great, but I mean, people don't realize like there's a lot of concessions to make with electric vehicles. You uh, you know if mileage your drive range is an issue, that's one thing. That's the minimal thing. But people don't realize, like, if you get in an accident and you need the jaws of life, the first responders need to be trained and grounded, and none are. Even our techs, we only have two techs out of the sixteen we have in the shop that are trained to work on electric vehicles. That's a huge safety concern. And then it sounds like
1: you know it also sounds like it's a a, 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 a huge. Um what market availability?
8: It they're, it they're very limited, so the price is jacked up. And then, thing with electric vehicles like, if you live here, like, say, in New England, a couple weeks ago, we were in the middle of like a deep freeze. We had people calling in about EVs, electric vehicles, um, like Kona's and such that are like elect, fully electric, they weren't powering up, they were losing fuel range. I mean, uh, driving range, um, you can't. The the car wouldn't heat up I mean electric vehicles really suck To that There's like not a lot of flexibility with them And then if you think Down the road 10 years You know most warranties are like 10 years On the electric vehicle parts Where are they going to put these fucking batteries Just where are they going to bury these things These lithium ion batteries And there's only a limited supply of lithium In the world Yeah Yeah Everybody's like, oh, by 2035, we're going to be all electric. I go, yeah, George, Jessen, we're not going all electric because it's not a well, sustainable resource.
5: With regard to the used lithium-ion batteries, let us assume they have reduced down to, say, 75% of their potential charge. That 75% it is still very, very valuable to become a power wall in a house. And that is probably where the used electric car batteries are going to end up.
8: Well, one would installed. assume that they would be recycled somehow, some way. But, I mean, in, in, when you boil it all down, people are like they don't want to be, you know, they want to be environmentally conscious. I get that. But still, electric is still generated by fossil fuel at this point.
1: Well, true. Well, and, and Tracy, I, the other. Oh,
8: hang on. Hang on.
5: The amount of fossil fuel, depending on where you live, can be actually less than 20% of the fuel of the electricity being generated. Here in the Pacific Northwest, with the hydroelectric we've got, and the drought hasn't affected that, and the solar and the wind, over 80% of the electricity generated is from renewable sources.
8: Yeah, well, you're in the Pacific Northwest, which is an anomaly. The rest of the country is so far behind, and I just, yeah, that's true. I,
1: I mean, if I if I had an if I had a plug-in electric here, it would be coal fried.
8: I know around here, where I live in New England, we I just I was actually talking to my sales manager's father, who bought a plug-in hybrid, right? And I was like, How are you liking the vehicle? He's great. He goes, But I just drive it in hybrid mode. I'm like, Why? He goes, to plug in the car and get that 35 miles of fuel range to begin with is costing him more than a actual gallon of, ga- like, gallon- gallons of gasoline do. Because um, around here, our electric supply in most areas, not where I live because I'm municipal electric, have, the charges have gone up exponentially, and then the electric bills are are doubling for people because there's like service and delivery charges to the home and back. So powering up an electric vehicle or even a plug-in hybrid is not even cost efficient for people right now.
5: Well, my solar panels on the roof right now are putting out three kilowatt hours. My production today was 42.9 kilowatt hours this month i have put out 410 and
8: well you're, year, you're you're like a one off to most people because most people don't have the availability of solar have sustainability of yeah well
1: i mean the future the future is happening out in the pacific northwest and all down the west coast
8: it is it's not on the east coast trust
1: no no i mean uh, god i don't know if you, <laughs> if y'all saw this the other day. by the way uh, because I'm really trying to make Brother Deacon Asa happy. Like and subscribe. Wherever you're listening to the program, like and subscribe. And thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much. Uh, we are uh, – I think we have met the anonymous challenge, um, the tripling, the two-for-one tripling challenge. So – and and then some. So that takes us down to – let's see. We were at 1350 um, – We're somewhere a little south of twelve hundred dollars, and I hope we've got a you know I hope I hope we have programs next week. Uh, but I want to I want to make Brother Deacon ASA happy, so like and subscribe, leave a comment for uh, leave a leave a comment, any kind of comment, please. It's amazing what a difference it makes. So just that's my request. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says Hyundai our tour guide in South Korea was really proud of Hyundai and mentioned that Korea's favorite state is Alabama because of the Hyundai plant Oh Matt <laughs> you needed you needed to smarten them up that society is really different than the US Seoul was beautiful their airports mind-blowing and from what I saw we're far behind when it comes when it comes to infrastructure and it's a, it's amazing I mean they, they are look. They got they got internet bandwidth over there that is just well it puts anything in the United States of America absolutely and completely and totally to shame. But yeah, they are. I've passed the Hyundai plant down somewhere around Montgomery, and you know I wish. And I rem- I remember when they were being ugly about things in something in South Carolina. I said you know somebody needs to somebody needs to get hold of BMW and have them get hold of. I think it was the Confederate flag. and Get hold of uh, you know BMW. Have BMW get hold of Nikki Haley and say that thing's coming down. Uh, the the and lo and behold it did. And maybe that was part of it. Um, but you know you you kind of wish that like Mercedes Benz, Hyundai, I think there's a couple other down there in Alabama. You wish to get on the phone to the governor, hee haw, meh and say stop tormenting the children. Click. but so far i don't think it's happened you know disney tried to push back against monkey up declantis and now monkey up declantis has gone to war with disney it's super um, it's 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 super frustrating um Uh, Brother Deacon Asa points out, even if it's coal fried power generation, it's better than burning fossil fuels in your own private little generator. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I, I get, I get that, I do. I've got a friend who's got a Rav 4 hybrid, and just loves it. You know, because the nice thing is, since it's a hybrid, you get the, you know, you get the, you get the torque out of the hole from electric, and then you know, you're burning gas. I'll tell
8: you the the, the hybrid vehicles. If I was going to get another vehicle that didn't have the engine that I have in my car, like I drove two Tucsons in the last couple of years, the hybrids, I'll tell you, they got it going on. They've got the turbo engine. They're fast as hell. They're responsive as hell. They're not a dog off the line. When you hit the gas pedal, you go. Um, And the fuel economy is pretty darn decent. Like the Tucson that I had just this year at 22, my gas combustion engine average about 30 24 miles to the gallon the hybrid was up near 38 um and you don't pay much of a premium for the hybrid as you do an ev or a plug-in hybrid
1: yeah it's like uh randy radar just said uh um I don't like the styling of a Toyota Prius hybrid, but my brother has one and the gas mileage is out of sight.
8: My mother's been driving a Prius and she's not even a greenie or like environmentally conscious person, but she bought a Prius, I don't know, maybe close to 10 years. I, I that thing's like a fucking 10 can, but when you get in and drive it, it's actually pretty comfortable and she loves it.
1: Well, people, you know, people who buy them fall in love with them. I know, uh, are,
8: are um and they hold their value those Toyota Priuses and the new ones out are actually pretty okay looking I mean I'm not a fan
1: at, at, at one point in time our buddy Tom and Sonny San Rafael was toddling around in a uh, one of the well the Prius V I think it was and mm-hmm. uh, used to write about how he giggled every time he drove past a gas station and that's a big that was a big old roomy son of a gun
8: well, you can't be fifty miles to the gallon on one of those little bastards.
1: No, and it, so yeah, I, I can't help thinking about these things. And interestingly, I, you know, I just asked you one question, and we wound up in a substantive conversation about the the, the future of non uh, you know non internal combustion engine conveyance. And I remember way, way, way a long time ago. Way more more than 10 years ago. It was probably 2009, I think. Uh, Back before he sold his soul and started saying gross things, when Van Jones was an up-and-coming young thinker, we were at power shift in Washington, D.C., and he said something that has stayed with me ever since. If we do not handle issues of peace... If we do not take the idea of peace seriously, then eventually we will be fighting wars over Lithium to power the batteries in our tanks. Correct. And I think that's I think that's still the case. Um, I wanted to note I had a uh, I got an internet. <laughs> it's a series of tubes. It's not a big truck. Got to say that every now and then. Um, I uh, got a note from Dave number 11. There are no cars below MSRP in Humboldt. A Subaru carries a 5K premium over retail. The first thing the sales rep shares with the hapless buyer.
8: Yeah, it's this is everywhere. And there's still, like, in my area, we have plenty of vehicles now. We were at a huge disadvantage a year ago. I was having to, to take pre-orders for vehicles. We didn't have a lot on the lot. Right now, I've got 100 and probably I don't know, maybe 100, 125 vehicles on the lot, and we're Hyundai has been ahead of the curve, and right. I know some of my counterparts at other dealerships are struggling to get vehicles, but we still in this area now are, are at MSRP and even can go a little bit below if we need to make a deal at the end of the month.
1: Remind me to drive to Massachusetts. <laughs>
8: I'm here. Buy your
2: buy your
1: buy
8: your car Well, here. I, I'll happily get you a car in Massachusetts, we've got to figure out how to register you.
1: Oh yeah, that's the that's the problem. You gotta I gotta come back here and pay taxes. Yeah, it's a yeah. I, I,
8: I, I, hey, I, I'll sell you a car. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> you are a car saleswoman. You are. I'll no, sell I'm you just, a car. <laughs>
8: I'm just you want it? I'll sell it to you. Most people from out of state, go fuck yourself. We can't help you. You, I'll help you.
1: Bless your heart, Tracy. Thank you.
8: She'll throw in a nice cooked meal
2: too while she's at it. Oh, you know
1: that would be the that would be the inducement right there, Kevin.
2: Oh, uh, you know it, right?
1: Ah, been killing me. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy's the one that needs the food porn segment.
8: Oh, there you go.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we got. I, I brought home Chinese tonight, so she had a night off.
1: Okay, tell us why. Well,
5: my errands, my errands this morning were to head to the local cash and carry where I bought for well fifteen pounds of pork butt, and I chopped it all up and I've mixed it all in with the sausage seasonings, and it's right. marinating in the fridge overnight, and then tomorrow I grind it up and stuff it into the casings.
1: Oh, is this the chorizo you were do talking that about? Last?
5: Chorizo. No, no, I, we we made the chorizo. This is just breakfast oh. sausage. Oh. oh, I got it. Pork butts were $1.89 a pound. What? Yeah. And the cheapest pork sausage I can find is like four dollars a pound.
8: And even dollar well, a pound is
5: high. I got the I got the grinder. I got the casing. I got the seasoning. What the hell? I get dollar a pound pork sausage, all I gotta do is put in some time.
1: And I bet it's gonna be so much better than that stuff. Because like when you go to buy sausage in the rolls in the grocery store There's sausage and then there's sausage for the rubes. Because you gotta turn around to the nutrition information and you know it maybe it'll be a dollar less a pound roll than say another brand. But you turn it around and you go, Huh? Twenty-two percent fat. That's yep. going to melt in the skillet.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is just the uh, the pork butts. I mean, they had a nice fat cap on them, but uh, this is just the pork butts, and they just get ground up, and that's it, with the seasonings, of course.
1: Uh, I like I like mine with a lot of sage and a lot of hot pepper.
5: Well, there's an outfit called the Sausage Baker. Yeah. As, as a company, you can look at them on the internet. And they sell all kinds of seasonings and all the rest of it. And quite some time ago, I bought a, a mild hot and a regular pork sausage. And even though my wife likes spicy food, she didn't care for the the mild hot seasoning. So this time, I'm just using the, the regular sausage seasoning with no... The more uh,
8: hotter, more better. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, br- like bring coffee. the
5: heat. Uh, oh, hello. But, she, I mean, she can put some ahi amarillo paste on it if she wants some heat.
1: Oh, but, God, that fresh ground sausage would make such great uh, uh, sausage gravy. See, gravy is another one of those things I gave up. Hey. As well as the biscuits by that the they way, went on.
5: By the way, do you still want uh, some jars of the uh, juice of the fermented
1: uh, oh, gosh, um, yes. peppers? oh, gosh, yes. Oh, gosh, yes. That stuff was <laughs> heavenly. I love.
5: I'm about because a lot of the brine I don't put back in when I do the blending to to make the puree.
4: Yeah,
5: I just put enough in to to get it to the consistency. So there'll be some leftover. Uh,
1: Roger, I, I used I, I used what you brought me, and uh, uh, primarily, you know, when I'd open a package of caneca, I usually simmer it in water. But I added some of that brine into it and simmered it that way. The, and it, oh my God, what it did to the Kaneka. Oh, oh, it's heavenly. And I can have all the Kaneka I oh. want.
5: I, I, I'm not quite sure how much I'll have, but I got three half gallons brewing right now. Mm. Four, eight, ten pounds of peppers.
1: Uh, oh, golly, Moses! Jars. It's gonna be so hot and so good. My head's sweating thinking about it. No, it'll be hot. <laughs> oh, it was. Gloriously so. I shared I shared a little bit, uh, just a taste, with my uh, my my, uh, my Thai friend, who does not shy from hot things. And she said, "Oh, Robin, that is hot." And I said, "Yes, it is, isn't it?" Where'd you get it? Well, st-
5: well stand in the food porn side here. Uh, you know, I'm a master food preserver. Da 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 da. Right. There's a charter-ish type school in the Springfield, Oregon School District, which is right across the river from us, that is, let's see, Academy of Arts and Academics. And apparently in late March, 1st of May, sometime in there, it's down the road a little bit, they're doing a four-week unitized classes And it's an all-day class for like four weeks. And the math teacher over there decided that he wanted to offer a class in fermentation and other food processing stuff. So he got in touch with the master food preservers and said, do you have anybody that can help with doing this stuff? And I got designated as the contact person. And... My first face-to-face meeting with him is next Friday. We've been going back and forth with uh, emails and all that. And it appears that my wife and I are going to be very much involved in a four-week class of food preservation, starting out with making sauerkraut and probably end up all the way through canning beans and meat, dehydrating vegetables and all the rest of it for 27 kids between the ages of 14 and 17. And it'll be the first time my wife and I either one of us will have gotten back in a classroom since we retired. Me in 2005 and her in 2010. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: That's going to be amazing. That's I mean yes, absolutely.
5: I mean I got to start writing up lesson plans.
1: And well, yeah, you got you've got a you've got a chance to Do what teachers do Change the future Improve the future I'm not going to
5: be writing any tests I'm not going to be grading any papers And the instructor is going to be there To handle any kind of discipline problems Which I don't expect any Because these kids will have Signed up for a class They want to take And I'm going to squeeze in as much uh, Percent brines and proportions and ratios and you know pour in all the math to it that i can just because i'm a math nerd but uh anyhow i'm looking forward to it so down the road you'll be getting reports from my uh, diving back into the classroom after being gone for what 18 years
1: that's going to be exciting i I need to send out a thank you thank you so much to brian in georgia thank you thank you brian thank you for all you do to help the horn and help keep the program on the air, I cannot thank you enough. So that gets us—we'll uh, say that gets us down to uh, uh, eleven seventy-five, which means that we have uh, almost come down uh, three hundred dollars, which is one entire program. Uh, thank you, Brian, and yeah, another another twenty bucks, and we will be well. we, we fully funded Monday, and would be halfway done with Tuesday. It's a mad dash to a community-made miracle, and I hope it happens. Because um, you know, I like to be here, and I love conversations like this. I'm spoiled. Um, again, I'll say what I always say. I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think this happens uh, on a lot of other broadcast platforms. There are group discussions, but they're not like this. Uh, The only thing that comes close is uh, my buddy John Britovo, and our buddy John Britovo. And I haven't heard from John in a while. Is is, is John okay? Um, Just kind of would like to know.
5: I I don't listen to him all that much, but I see he's uh, broadcasting on Facebook on a very regular basis. He was uh, ill for a few days, like a week ago, but uh, the last thursdays tuesdays or sundays uh i've been seeing his post on facebook so i think he's back up and running Sparky would be the one to know but sparky's mia today
1: yeah sparky's got company uh so where was i where was i going to go with this um conversation radio uh, yeah it is it is that so uh this i mean i i love what this conversation turned into you know, we had to. I, I thought the filler obstacle. You know, the, the fact the fact that the Repu- the Republican Party is more and more filled by um, poltroons and you know fraud merchants. I guess it comes as no surprise, but pretty brassy. And how, how many how many other programs are you, are there where you can tune in, and find out about you know feral cows. And I'm still I'm 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 I got to tell you, I'm still upset with you guys. Nobody gave me a cowbell for Baruch college. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> you know how to hurt a girl. Ding
5: so, ding ding ding.
1: Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, Jude says I rest my case with Roger. He houses a cornucopia of life experiences. I still wish he'd been my freshman year algebra teacher. Plus, it's the high school in Palos Verdes where Tracy married her love. Alignment manifested. Thank you, Jude. You probably were a pretty, That's pretty awesome. awesome math teacher. Uh, I got one more thing, Scott. I heard from Tom and Sunny San Rafael. Uh, the Prius V still got it, and I've gotten forty-six and a half miles per gallon averaged over the last ninety-four thousand miles. It's a bit of a dog, but it
4: works. <laughs> kind of well, echoes what. With
5: regard to Jude. Um, unfortunately, I'm involved with a Filipino cooking class on the day Christopher was planning on a get together. So, uh, I don't think I'm going to make it, but one of these days when Christopher and the, and the crowd get together in Portland, I'm going to make it.
0: Okay.
1: Little mini That's horn great, in
0: Roger.
1: I need to get, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to, I need to figure out a way to get out there. It's, Absolutely. it is, it you is, would it you
0: is, would is, not go back. I'm swear to God, you would not. Well, the,
1: the thing, and the more I think about it, I mean, Oregon is like—I mean, you, you know—you're in a temperate rainforest. I'm in a temperate rainforest. Uh, winter lasts six months. Both places, uh, I could, but I think I could be—I think I could have the megrims a lot more happily out there because there wouldn't be so many Republicans who wanted me dead.
0: That's a huge plus. Well, well urgent, there, there have are a stay, bunch of them, but they're, you're separated from the mountains, by the mountains. you have to and stay in the to,
5: cities to, stay, yes. uh, to avoid Republicans, and then you don't avoid them totally.
7: You know, there is a definite lure, and it's, it even goes beyond being a lure. Once you're here, I don't know, for years California beckoned me, and I finally, you know, screwed up the courage and came out here. And the only regret I have is not having done it years before. Because if, if 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 I had done it back then, I would have probably been in a position to be more settled and not be a renter, be more of an owner. And who knows what the possibilities might've been, but there is something about this sector of the galaxy, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's reassuring and it's, it's, it's steady. I'm going to make steady my new word because uh, there's there's so much. There's so much crap out there,
1: you know. Well, it's interesting the way you describe that, because. One of my favorite novels is All the King's Men by Robert Penn Warren. You yeah. know, it has some problematic passages because it was written when it was written. But Robert Penn Warren had a beautiful uh, way with words and, 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 and he has the protagonist in All the King's Men at one point in time say and I need to find the quote because it's exactly what you just said there is something in the American psyche that yearns for the Pacific Coast that wherever you are ultimately you feel like you have to at least see it. You know, yeah. when when the urge to go, uh, the aimless urge to go hits, you go west. See, Sox wants to go.
7: Yeah, Sox says, "Give me Greyhound on the phone."
1: Um, <laughs> give me Don on the phone. Where are those pictures yeah. I was supposed to see? See, I've got you on the on the line now, so I can use yeah. that line.
7: I know, well, I heard you do that, so I guess uh, Robin is channeling me. <laughs> you
1: know.
7: So, here we go. Let me call in. But I was a little late to the party today. But,
1: but I yeah. have a, you know, I have a, I wonder what it would feel like. I mean, I love my community here. The the, the the I've had more acceptance here than I ever dreamed I would have. But I wonder what it would be like just to disappear. I you don't mean. Been
7: out here. I mean, even to visit, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I have been. Well, uh, I mentioned Tom and Sonny San Rafael. Tom checked a box off for me several years ago. Um, and. You know, in my prior incarnation, uh, invited me aboard his sailing yacht, um, and um, we toddled around San Francisco Bay. Ooh. Oh, that, you know, that was my one. And, you know, madly in love with San Francisco. God. What
7: is that na- neighboring area that, where all the boats live? Uh, Warner Earhart used to live there. Um, Sausalito? To, Sausalito, yeah. 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 I've never been up there. It's gorgeous.
5: I've heard
1: I mean again, you know it's on my if I hit the lottery list and
5: well Scott the one thing that I have to to come up with your comments is that California being a thousand miles long, the California of San Diego and the California of Crescent City uh, yeah. it's uh, and everything in between. I mean, if you leave San Diego and go over to the valley and then get up into Sierra Nevada's and then come back down in the valley and then come across on Highway 299 after you go through Redding and then go up to Oregon, you have seen virtually everything you would see from the tip of Florida um, all the way up to Maine. Uh, it, it's, it's got everything in California. Every That's climate zone, areas. every weather number, <laughs> the the Sierra Crest is like you're in the Alps with the granite peaks, and in the Central Valley, you've got these humongous farms, and then in the Humboldt County area, you've got the towering redwoods, and then when you get out to the, the coast, it's a super rocky coast, and you're hard-pressed to even find a sandy beach to walk on.
7: Well, it's like living in a Woody Guthrie song. Is that a fair uh, assessment, I, you know, I could be wrong.
4: Well,
5: I'm not that much of a music person, but I, I mean, I, oh, I, I just don't know all of yeah. them. Um, but, uh, it, it's, it, it California is such a diverse place and Oregon has that diversity too. You go over to the Eastern side, you're in a desert. It's crazy. And it's crazy. A desert full of crazy right wingers. The well, there's that. And, yep. But you go through the Willamette Although Valley. Although you go to
0: Bend, Bend, Bend's a Bend sanctuary.
5: But yeah, the Willamette Valley is green with not all that much irrigation, except in late summer. You know, the hay fields are golden and that kind of thing. But um, you got that, and then you got the coastal hills that, that drop down with the super rocky beaches and, and uh, the diversity of places to live. In either California or Oregon, although Oregon doesn't have any uh, San Diego ish Yeah, they ain't
0: territory. got no Huntington Beach now.
5: No, but uh, I mean, you can be down there in the the Siskiyou Mountains in, in southern central Oregon, and uh, oh, Dave, sent, like Dave, 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 Dave,
1: Dave, 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 number eleven sent me the most beautiful book about that region. And I've been reading it, and it's just – because Dave said, you know, as much as you love the mountains of West Virginia, you'd be right at home here. And well, I think he's right. To get here
5: and, and be driving, and if it was summertime, uh, you'd have to go inland from Eureka and go on Highway 96 through the Hoopa Valley Indian Reservation and go up to Happy Camp and, and then take the road from Happy Camp, uh, in essence, over to close to Grants Pass. And that's a 40-mile road up in the mountains. The last time I drove it, I did not see one single car coming the other way in the whole 40 miles.
4: Wow. And it was a beautiful
5: two-lane-wide paved road. I mean, it was like I was backpacking in the the mountains again, except I was driving a car.
4: That
1: sounds wonderful. You know, Matt in San Francisco just wrote, There's no place like home. I thank my lucky stars regularly that I was born and raised in Baghdad-by-the-Bay. And Matt has sent some photos along, and it just, <laughs> I just sit and swoon. So beautiful, just so beautiful. And I remember just the day or two that I spent walking around in San Francisco. Oh God, I loved it. I loved it. And uh,
0: there's a special switch that gets turned on when you go to California, and and Oregon's different too. But and and Roger, I know could speak to this because he's lived in both places, but. There's just something very special about being in California. It's like there's some kind of piece of your brain that knows it's in the California, and it's you're real happy. <laughs> yeah,
7: there's, there's probably a receptor in the brain or in the uh-huh. heart or in the soul that once you're here and, and acclimate yourself to, to the mindset and the vibe and everything... It, it, uh, something I don't quick. think it would. I
1: don't think it would take long for me to acclimate. I mean, I know so many people from back this uh, back this way. Uh, I went to I went to school. In fact, I roomed with a couple of guys uh, in my fraternity in college, and they were both from. Uh, the, well, one was from Lower borough PA, and the other was from New Kensington, uh, which are near each other. You know, basically, burbs of the bur, burbs of the burg. And they both said, the minute we graduate from WVU. We'll go and say goodbye to our parents, and then we're gone. We're going to California. Yeah. And they both went, and they both stayed. They made lives. Uh, there, and they they have been insanely happy for forty years. Um,
0: There's a reason why Robert Plant sang about it, right?
1: Yeah. And and then you know a, a girl I grew up with in Alabama, um, she's the, somewhere out in the you know coastal area of L.A. Again. Crazy, crazy, happy. Uh, It just speaks to me. But I was going to mention. I I was going to mention. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I was going to mention. I am going to be going somewhere I have never been before soon. (laughs) Really excited. You know, I talked. I mean, I hope it. I hope it all works out. Um. For a while there, uh, and I'm sorry I I stopped mentioning it, but. I was talking about a new documentary about West Virginia that is making the rounds. It's called Devil Put the Coal in the Ground. I don't know, maybe some have seen it. Uh, it was it, it hasn't it's not it's screening at like environmental film festivals and stuff. I was hoping it would make it to Sundance. It deserves to. Uh,
8: I watched it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, a while back when you first talked about it. What did you think? I powerful yeah
1: i mean i knew what it was about and i still wound up crying my little eyes out
8: i mean I little known fact my great grandfather actually came to this country to work the coal mines and was in pennsylvania for a while doing that and then got black lung disease and um my grandmother when she ultimately came over after them moved them to new england to take care of them but yeah um that's in my family too
1: yeah so you know i mean it's a it's it, it was a, a coal mining again you know once once again
8: Same job
1: it powered the industrial revolution and a lot of people benefited from the sacrifices of people who were utterly forgotten
8: and the ultimate sacrifices like my grandfather wasn't even here yeah he came over in 1915 i want to say uh, my grandmother came after World War 1. She was a young child. She got left behind. Um, so she was here about 1920. My mother remembers my grandfather when she was born like 1944. So he probably wasn't even here 25 years and he was done. Yeah, dead. And he didn't work and a it long is it, time and black lung
1: is one of the shittiest ways to die in the human, in human imagining.
8: Yeah, he he didn't work in the coal mines for that long because by the time my grandmother got here and got settled in the early 20s and mid-20s, she brought him up here to New England from Pennsylvania. So, you know, he maybe he was 10 years in the coal mines, not even. He was a done deal.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of John Riveto, he just showed up.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, let me just wrap this up real quick. Um, so the... Uh, so, "Devil Put the Coal in the Ground" is going to scream, scream, yeah, is going to screen at the Princeton Environmental Film Festival at Princeton University, and I have been invited to be on a panel there for the awesome. viewing. And that's in late March. So I am—I've never—I've never set foot in New Jersey. Uh, so I'll get to—I'll get to put a check mark on that little uh, on that on that state on my little map. And I can, yeah, it's not special. And one of the things I'm going to do at Princeton is I'm going to make, take a moment, and I'm going to go because um, my American history fixation is such that probably the most vilified man in American history, far more so than Robert E. Lee, is Aaron Burr. Who was also prob- who was also probably one of the most brilliant among the yo- and, and among the youngest of the founding fathers. and he just gets routinely shit on and it's the power it, it's proof of the power of the myth of Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson hated him and did everything in his power to ruin him. wanted to have him murdered in the name of the state. He didn't get to. Burr outlived almost. well, I think he he outlived all of the founding fathers. Certainly outlived Alexander Hamilton. Uh, and he is buried on he, he's buried on the campus of Princeton University because I think his grandfather was the founder. Back had hadn't flunked out. He would
5: have been in the class of 1929 from Princeton.
1: Wow. Well, so. Uh, and 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 the, and of course you know Tracy and Kevin because you've seen it. Um, that's the old me in that film. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So I'm already. Uh, I looked. I, I, I told Annette earlier today. I have got to be freaking gorgeous when I go. Um,
8: You're gonna
1: play it. I hope so. You will. You know, hi, I'm Robin. I was Bob in the movie. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out how to explain that, but I'm I'm so proud to have been invited, and I can't wait to talk more, you know, about what is largely a forgotten horror in this country. You know, um, Dipshit Junior. um, I, I mentioned that he, you know, are we being attacked? Shut up. Have your daddy go slap you around some more. But, you know, you've got to, they have to keep the maggots happy. So he said, maybe if the people of East Palestine, Ohio, pretend they're Palestinians from the Middle East, the Biden administration will actually pay some attention to them and send them aid. This pisses me off so much. Everybody, derailments, bomb trains, derailments. God damn. It's embarrassing. Well, it's it's past embarrassing. It's infuriating because bomb trains were going off like like I don't know like 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 champagne bottles in high heat uh, back a few years ago.
4: Robin, but now suddenly it's point,
1: jo- now suddenly it's Joe Biden's fault.
5: Mountaintop top removal doesn't just change the landscape; it changes the people. Yeah, I'm Robin. The whole That's ecology. A-
1: Oh God, Roger! That's that's good. That's good. I'm keeping that. Um, and, and by the way, just one fun, one other fun little thing: a term. I was corresponding with someone, and, the, and 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 the person said, "I swear, trans people who are out in places that are hostile to them are braver and tougher than any marine." Touched my heart, and it gave rise to a new phrase: Robin Kincaid, gender marine.
0: Hey, Ooh, there you go. <laughs> I like that.
1: John Britovo. You know, Robin, uh, one.
0: Robin thing. K-K. I just wanted. To, hey, got, hey, John. One, I just wanted to say, um, mountaintop removal for me, to me, just is a slow-moving, crawling bomb train. Yeah, That's it is, it and is. it's
1: also it's also a slow-moving genocide. Yeah. And we here That's in West Virginia we've go even got it. our own little von document. I knew the guy who wrote it or had met him conversed with him chief counsel to what was then Columbia gas and he, he put together a plan for depopulating West Virginia to make it safe for the carb- uh, for fossil f- for the fossil fuel industries. And it has and what has happened in this state since that memo was written is exactly what he described. Depopulated uh Minimal infrastructure, just enough support in terms of a medical community and teachers, and uh, you know, basic things to support the people who work in that industry. It's the damnedest thing. If it, if if we caught if we caught some uh, some country doing it that we didn't like, the entire damn government would be on trial for crimes crazy. against humanity. John Drebber, so that- back to you.
3: Sad isn't it robin
1: yeah it's it's- it's, tra- it's tragic and it's infuriating
3: i did, you know i, I saw I, I mentioned on my show the other day, I saw this article what you know it was on one of those catchy little things that you know has a picture oh look at there had a map a map of the United States, oh shit, look at my area i'm in this dearly dearly bad dark dark they said it was red uh along with southern Florida and southern california and you know, these are the places that will be uninhabitable and, by the year 2050 or something and uh because of environmental impact because the heat will rise down here to a degree that it will not be comfortable anymore and uh you know it, it, it just it, they're delving into that just you, you delve into the reasons of, of, of environmental change and you know mountaintop removal yeah that's right in there baby let's just blow the shit up in the air It'll settle down somewhere. Sort of like that train derailment.
1: Yeah, somebody'll okay. breathe it. I mean, we, I was. We blew I, all
3: that shit up. It was a controlled burn. Didn't you see a controlled burn? Yeah, my ass. That was a burn. Period. It was. Uh, when, when your it
1: controlled burn, burn looks right like up. that, it's not very. There's not a lot of control going on.
3: But have no fear. You just move right back into your house and just go back to your business.
1: Right, no and uh, here. Uh, uh, Joy in Ann Arbor, our pal. Pointed out, she said, "This sounds. This sounds just like because there was a great documentary on Three Mile Island. This sounds just like Three Mile Island without the radiation. You know, nothing but lies, nonstop lies."
3: Well, you, you know, it start it, well, from what I understand. The train company didn't even classify that uh, that 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 certain train as, as carrying cl- uh, hazardous materials.
0: Correct. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They flew yeah. under the radar.
3: They flew right it. under the radar, and oops. Yeah, the, somebody you needs the freaking thing that's on fire. Like, I don't know what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes before the accident. The axle is on fire on one of the cars in a surveillance video where the train is seen going by.
1: Yeah, one, somebody needs know. to go to prison, you know, preferably the CEO of Norfolk Southern.
3: Oh, and what were their profits this year? Lots. Lots. Up in the, it's the same way. It's the same situation that you have with the oil and gas. Everybody's making billion dollar profits this year. Money out the wazoo, is, I believe what's the official term for it, uh, and uh, we're getting screwed. We yeah, I don't know. If, uh, John, me. I
1: don't know if you caught this, but uh, Katie Hobbs out in Arizona, you know, while uh, while Carrie Lake is running around barking and grunting and hooting and oh, yeah. shrieking about yeah, and it, yeah, or stole from me, uh, she actually she actually uh, spilled some tea for the people of Arizona and said, y'all, we're in trouble. Because water restrictions from the Colorado River and climate change have driven Arizona to be tapping into the the, the groundwater reserves, and, you know, I've mentioned this from time to time, great big human settlements in the middle of deserts are generally not a great idea because they're not sustainable. And so I guess there's a – I don't know I don't know if Suman's listening, but I guess there's kind of a shitstorm going to the extent that it wasn't already. But there's another shitstorm going down in Arizona now because they've been told the truth. The yeah. water is not there for this unrestrained growth going on. And what's another word for unrestrained growth?
3: Capitalism. Cancer. Cancer? Oh, that's a good one, too. They oh, both that, start to yeah. same.
7: And it's yeah. not like uh, this is some uh, unforeseen thing. Back in the late 80s, there was a, a three-part uh, uh, documentary series on PBS called Cadillac Desert. Did you ever see that? No. Where, yeah, check it out. I think you can find it, like, on YouTube or somewhere. But it was basically the, the, the developers and the, the uh, cheerleaders for, you know, opening up a new part of the country knew going in – that water was going to be an issue, but that didn't stop them. They figured, well, we'll work it out somewhere down the line, and you see where we are. That uh, just one disaster. Yeah, of, and and of course
1: uh, the the, uh, the the eponymous film uh, Chinatown, and then the 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 sequel to Chinatown, again water.
0: Yeah, and Goliath.
1: Oh, Goliath. Or yeah. a
0: very
5: early water problem you might look into of Mulholland, uh, Mulholland Drive fame of the L.A. Basin, and the theft of the Owens River yeah. uh, that got piped over to L.A. To, to be able to deal with the growth over there and killed off a very nice portion of the Central Valley.
1: And see, to the extent we were talking about how we you know love California, we're but that's kind of the dark underbelly. the skullduggery involved. You know, Tracy and I have talked about it a lot because, you know, she's a native Angelino. And that's one of the you know that's one of the most revolting horrors of it all. You know, a place like West Virginia, we're one of the most well watered states in the Union. And so what have we done? We've poisoned water left and right. We've let the coal companies poison water left and right. At one point in time, Joe to the mansion born was was arguing in favor of uh, bringing a plant here to turn coal into jet fuel for the military that would take four gallons of fresh water for every gallon of jet fuel, and the four gallons of fresh water would be ruined forever. There was no way to detoxify it, but he probably would have made a lot of money out of it. Because remember the first law of mansions, right, y'all? So I got to know, John, I haven't heard from you in a while. You okay? Uh,
3: yeah, hanging in there. Robin, thank you for asking, uh, darling. Uh, it hasn't been an easy road lately. Uh, been a lot of things on our plate down here, but I apologize for not stopping by more, more often. To tell you the truth, I'm having a hard time getting my show out the door. Uh, but, yeah, it's a...
1: Our... Are uh, wild raccoons, like, eating your Internet connection up on the pole, uh, Mr. Yeah, Douglas? Yeah, that's,
3: that's what it is. No, we, we've got some, uh, Marsha's got some medical issues going on and whatnot.
1: And, well, our very best to Marsha.
3: I, I thank you for that, darling. Very much so, John. Sure but, uh, yeah, we're, we're, riding, we're riding it down here. We're, we're still cranking out, you know, what, what, what we got anyway. I'm running my house when I, I shouldn't, uh. You know, I'm drifting nowadays, Robin. I'm trying to hold on by
1: thread, baby. I know. You know. I know. I know a so, little yeah, bit about that.
3: You know damn good and well. It's hard to do a show when your head's not there. No, it's it, it's damn you difficult. You got to do a show. Your fucking camera's got to be turned on. You know.
1: If you commit, so, if you commit to this, you yes. commit to this. Yeah. And, and, you, and, becomes, and you crawl in behind the microphone, whether you feel like it or not.
3: So, so when you all hear Robin talk about the Horn family, believe me, that takes on a whole kind of odd meaning to Robin and to me with the Blue Dot family. This this has become our family. We live it. You know, a lot of my Blue Dots know more about my personal life than I really wish they did, but they're they're kind people, and uh, and I know the Horn family is the same way.
1: Yeah, and and that's the you know, po- you know that's the point though, John. We sh- you know we share this information because you know we're, God knows we don't have the bank accounts of you know we're not Tucker Carlson we're not Sean Hannity I'm not Frau Ingram, you know no. when, when we when we talk about our lives we are talking about the, our realities on the ground and it's a reality we share with our uh, with our, with our with our broadcast community family congregation family. Yeah. because yeah. you know we're just telling the stories
3: because you can't do this without being personal Robin
1: no. Uh, and not, not actually be sincere in what you're doing.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you better be that, because if you're not, they'll they'll spot you in a heartbeat, baby. You know, they'll pick you to pieces. Uh, so yeah, you have to be genuine, and sometimes you got to face the shit that's going on in your life, and at the same time, turn on that camera and do your show.
1: Yeah, see, you've got and the and camera I going on. I haven't worked up that courage yet. My my space back here is just too much well, of a mess.
3: The same thing. Turn on that microphone.
1: You know, maybe maybe I should maybe I, I should get a camera back here Robin. and
3: you could do it. Maybe a whole lot easier than I am.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, maybe I should just put the camera on socks, and 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 let him be the visual, and I'll do the talking, and he can occasionally yeah. meow yeah. an amen.
3: I think you would be great, and I know you. Would. But that—that's it, it, it. It's that 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 family atmosphere. Turning on that microphone and you've got to. What are you doing? Three hours?
1: Yep. Five nights a week yeah. for twenty years.
3: That's keeping your mouth running for three hours. Somebody else want to try to do that shit? That's
1: oh, I had. Uh, we had. We had two three-hour filler obsters this week, John. Oh shit. Part of it was my fault because I had let the I'd let the stress line go dead and didn't realize it Mm-mm. because blonde. Uh, but yeah, it's what it's what we choose, and it's something it we, it's something it it's something we choose joyfully. And you know, like you said, I mean, I'm in contact with various members of the horn community pretty much all day every day, and it, it's 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 created something that's intensely special.
3: And intensely
4: personal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know any other women like me who came out on air and said, "Okay, I'm going to tell you everything that happens now," because right. I think that was important.
4: Well,
3: it has to be if you want to continue speaking the way you have in the past, honestly, truthful, with with the with your with your heart in it, Robin. You you did that before. You're just doing it a little prettier and a little more eloquently now. That's all. <laughs> But you you've been that, so you have to be honest. And uh, and I'm thankful for that for you. You know, you were you were quite an impact in my life, in my show and shit. Well,
1: thank you, John.
3: You gave thank me you. that kind of inspiration. You know, to not give up.
1: Well, and and I'm it's it, you know you've, you've, you 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 have.
4: Touching what you've been doing.
1: You you uh, I mean this is a turn, this is turning into a mutual admiration society, but that's yeah. okay. Uh, you yeah. you have uh, you have become someone that i think of on a regular basis i mean i had the story at the end of the first hour about the about the feral cows in new mexico and i immediately thought john Britovo knows somebody who can haul who can haul a, uh, haul a smoker out there oh, yeah i do <laughs> take down one of those sons of bitches with a 30-06 and have some damn fine barbecue going in short order
3: he goes to new mexico re- regularly too <laughs> I'm going to ask you about, hey, what are you doing? No, uh, they're hunting there? them from...
1: The dumbasses are hunting them from helicopters, like Sarah Palin.
3: Are you shitting me?
1: mm Yeah. I don't like that. It like just pisses me off. And I don't know if y'all are watching it or if you've got it, but, it, you know, Peacock is one of the least expensive streaming services out there. And there is a new series on called uh, Poker Face. And basically it's the the, the
3: uh, I've seen the
4: advertisement.
1: gorgeous talented brilliant uh, red-headed actress from orange is the new black and I swear what they've done is they've rebooted Columbo oh really yeah oh, it's great <laughs> I mean it's I've great seen
4: the
3: advertisement because we do have peacock well, Jude's we gonna, got gonna it love hear that. Got, there was something on peacock she wanted to watch I don't know what it was had to get Peacock.
1: well this is this is amazing. Uh, I mean, she's even got the gravelly Columbo voice. And it's set really? up the same way where you see the murder take place and then you watch her figure it out.
3: And oh, so, that would be interesting. I liked Columbo. I did.
1: And so yeah, the, 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 am the, uh, one of the latest episodes that I watched, and, and Tracy was all, she was like, girl, if you don't watch it, I'm going to be mad. Uh, one, but, and I knew why she was anxious for me to get there. But one of the one of the latest episodes, I think it's like the third episode maybe focuses on a barbecue joint in Texas.
3: Oh, there's no shortage of those.
1: And it's a it's a great little mystery, it's a great story. <laughs> and it also okay. center it also center it also centers on like a radio a, a radio broadcaster.
3: Well, I'm glad you told me this because I saw the advertisement. I believe it came up on my iPad or something. And probably because we just got Peacock, and when I saw it, and it just I saw the visual and, and Poker Face, and that's just about it.
9: And I, I thought it was like yeah. poker, poker Face. I yeah. appreciate that uh, recommendation. I've been looking, scave, like, trolling for something. How you doing, hey, Steve? Robin? Hey, John. I was under the weather, man. That's why I've been so damn Sorry quiet. I stayed that. in the bed all day yesterday, man. Yeah,
1: you sound a little puny. Yeah. That's what yeah, we say around po- here. I'm feeling kind of peony.
9: Yeah, 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 It's a southern thing. So poker face. Is it good, Robin? Oh, it's fabulous. It's
1: fantastic. It's, fantastic. it's funny. Uh, it's bright. I mean, it's sharp.
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, this is,
1: this is, and this is this. And the other down. the other one that's worth your time. Of course, back you know back in the late 80s and 90s, I loved Quantum Leap it
9: was a mind twist
1: wasn't it yeah, well yeah and the fact that they they didn't you know even back then they didn't hes- they didn't hesitate to trans sam every now and then uh, <laughs> well they've rebooted they've rebooted uh, that and it's brilliant and the cast nice. is fantastic they've they've expanded you know it, you know the, the the old quantum leap was basically just sam and mm-hmm. uh, oh what was his name Great actor. Basically, it was just it was well. Now there's an entire team back there in the in the Quantum Leap lab. Great, all MSNBC, the way around.
9: msnbc's doing a special on the downfall of Rudy Giuliani that looks interesting, and that's going to be on Peacock if you don't want to suffer commercials on Sunday. Yep. Oh, cool. That would be entertaining. That has picked up. Rick's, on
3: had, his that, up
9: yeah, Rick's had his hand up
1: for a long
9: time. Yeah, brother Rick's had his hand up
3: Oh, while. Billable. How you doing?
10: Good. Hey Rick. Hey, how you doing? Hey. I'm good. Yeah. So. um, Yeah, things have been uh, interesting for me. (laughs) Um, Had a great Valentine's Day. Went to a nice uh, romantic uh, restaurant and uh, a piano. uh, You know, there was a pianist. uh, She was singing and playing the piano. And uh, and uh, my friend Ginger noticed that I was sitting just to the right of where we were looking on at the piano player and she said she, she made some comment like oh you're her husband aren't you <laughs> and sure enough it was um, but um yeah it was um it was, it was a lot of fun and um
3: i come you know, every time rick explains some part of his life i always want to be his his, his his baggage carrier his chauffeur his, i want to go where rick's going
10: I, I don't have any concerts on the calendar yet although bonnie ray's playing on uh March fourth uh, out in the um, desert. I went. Maybe wanna, maybe, we may we may go see her. Um, we're looking maybe at going to Stagecoach, which is like the country festival they have in this every spring out there in uh, Coachella. Coachella Valley. So uh, we're looking to maybe do that. And um, you know, we had a kind of a big blowout fight. And we were—I was kind of joking about it after that. It was like uh, you know Richard Burton and Liz Taylor. You know, <laughs> so it's kind of you know, we eventually but uh kind of one of those stupid fights where i was like parking the car and just couldn't get it straight and you know I, I i like did something with the lock It just and it she thought i busted it it's one of those
1: hey y'all i'll other, be right back i'm sorry to interrupt i'll be right back
10: yeah so so we worked it out you know ultimately um and um yeah it's like i'll you know basically we probably had a little too much to drink <laughs> You know, one of those things. It, it, I guess it just happens, you know?
9: So is this your new squeeze, Rick?
10: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
9: On, yeah. You Romance in the air. Love it. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, Other than that, yeah. are you, you guys doing okay? Doing great. We're doing great. Yeah, we really
10: powered power through it. We, um, you know, we both sort of had to have our own little moments. Hey, uh, got-
9: man, ain't no. Nope. Two people on the planet could spend over a month together and not have a disagreement. So,
10: you know. A month? I, um, you know, the crazy thing is I was, like, going down the, my back steps. I turned the light off for some reason. I, like, tripped on. I tripped, like, on the last, like, maybe on the step next to the last one. I fucking sprained my ankle, so I'm, like, sitting here.
9: Oh, God. Did <laughs> it swell up and shit, get all purple and...
10: Yeah, well, I've I've sprained this ankle like 30 times, so this is no big deal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're, a, you're a pro at it now, huh? Huh? You're a pro at it now,
10: huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm a pro at it right now. But my my concern is, I want to go snowshoeing up in uh, right around Mount Rainier um, uh, next uh, next week. I'm going to be in Seattle from uh, late Thursday What's night to Monday morning, and I want to go snowshoeing with my uh, with my son. So that's with a um,
9: sprained ankle.
10: Oh yeah, I've, I've done that before. I, I, I actually the last well, wrap time wrap it up,
9: man. Get some
10: of that yeah, I, went, I don't even need to wrap it up. It'll it'll be by then. Be last okay. time I did both downhill and cross country and like the week before I was to go skiing I sprained my ankle and I was able to able to you know, I was fine, you know. I didn't fall a single time. So I'm you know, looking forward to it. It would be nice to spend some time with my son. And uh, maybe standing, we'll, Rick. Maybe we'll catch up with Jude as well. Maybe the ace is going to be around. I don't know. I'm I, sure he's going I, I chose the
9: wrong life. That's what it is.
3: John, what, what I, you been? Up, I,
9: what have hey I been? Up? Hey, Uncle. hey, Uncle John, how you been, brother? I ain't going a long long time. Trumping or concerts. I
3: got a fence out here to fix it. my donkey keeps bumping her big butt into, knocking over.
9: As a radio show. The exciting life out there in the country. Yes, there's lots of things I got to do. Is the, is the radio show still kicking, John? It
3: is. We're having a good time. Every you know, I did. Uh, I did my. Oh man, I messed up today, big time. I might lose my whatever it is on the. Uh, you know, on TikTok. Drop an F bomb you know, or
9: something. Or... <laughs> no, I,
3: I do on Fridays. You know, I do my beer and Bud Friday. Uh huh. Which you know, get the beer off the ice, put the Bud in the bowl, let's get into a nice weekend there, and it's I open rock and my roll. Beer, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: And then I pull out my pipe and. And then I always plan it, and I say it in the video. All right, now we got to put this away because I have to be able to edit the video so TikTok don't throw my ass off. And then I set the beer and bud down, and then I go, hey, how y'all doing this Friday? Just like I would be actually starting the show again. So when I go to to edit it, it on TikTok, it looks right. Well, guess what John forgot to do? I forgot to edit it. I just went up there, and I was in a hurry, so I just I uploaded to Facebook. I uploaded to YouTube. I just hit Uh-oh. upload to TikTok without editing the damn thing.
9: So you're going to be in TikTok till how
3: long? Probably going to be about, you know, this is probably, I think, the fourth time I've done this. oh you know? So I don't know. Um, my son's just thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to kick your ass off. Well, shit. No, if they do, if... yeah. I'll go this back is... up here.
9: Is that a good revenue stream for you? It, 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 no,
3: I don't get any revenue off TikTok. No. I don't. I don't monetize me at all. Just uh, exposure. Yeah. No, I still uh, much like Robin. I, I rely solely on uh, donations during the live show, and and then occasionally somebody will mail me a, a donation or something, and and that's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't try to monetize everything. I, I try to do, but. Uh, yeah. I might have to pretty soon because things are no, getting you going to eat, man. Shit, yeah, 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 You, know, you got to pay the bills, you know It's you know your life is just like everybody else's life. Uh, you, you're trying to make it month by month. I don't think anybody listening here is, well, maybe Rick,
4: uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. is living the high life. Unless yeah. you're a
9: high-powered attorney,
4: you yeah. know. Yeah,
3: unless, <laughs> unless you're up there with Rick, and I still offer my services as baggage carrier. Uh,
9: Put him yeah. on retainer.
3: Yeah, it's it's a struggle every month, you know. And uh, and then when you use your voice on the air and people know you, yeah, it it, it makes it difficult. But uh, like Robin, I I do it out of out of my heart. You know, I didn't start it for monetary reasons, and I'm not going to end it for it. Uh, I found my a place where I could scream and holler and let my demons out. You know. But today was pure entertainment. Y'all do realize that. Today was a good, good you know, been a suck ass week. So today we got the news about, you know, what we already knew. Fox News is a lying sack of shit. Yeah. Uh But it's always entertaining yeah. when
1: it comes Dog to, bites man. to
3: the news. Huh?
1: Dog bites man.
3: Dog bites man, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. when it's when it's fun this
0: morning. Yeah.
3: Then we all get to have the entertainment of going, see, I told you, they're a lying sack of shit.
1: Uh, Oh, I love the I love the exchanges about, listen, you've damaged the brand.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs)
3: Stock prices are going down. We're losing our audience to Newsmax. I love it. I mean,
1: (laughs) that is a a little humiliating when you're hemorrhaging to Newsmax and Onan, the network that spills its news upon the ground.
3: I can't wait for this trial. I want to see it. 1.6 billion. Yeah, let's do that.
1: I want, I want I want I want I want the jury to write down a one, and start making zeros till their hand cramps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't not want to confuse even, them with any point even. six. Just keep writing zeros.
3: Yeah, because like, not even like the, I said, uh, This is pure entertainment for us. You know, there's a lot of serious shit we can we can discuss, and there's plenty of it. But here we get to watch, you know, Fox News, the propaganda network that it is. Uh, get roasted like You know that. what?
1: We During the trial, we need Rupert Cam.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Rupert
0: Cam. Let's see what Rupert's up to oh, today. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. It's like going to Rupert's the had a stroke. It's time to move over to Lachlan, Cam.
0: It's like going, or, going to the Sizzler and, say, and ordering a it, steak. Well, you know, my steak was a little thin and it was... A little too well done and kind of chewy. Shut up! Shut up! You'll ruin the brand.
1: It, right. <laughs> uh, we, uh, y'all, uh, we have been telling you that we've been serving you prime filet mignon. <laughs> uh, y'all, that's feral cow shot from a helicopter.
0: Yeah, feral cow
7: helicopter. <laughs> yeah, we just cut the sir sir out of the sirloin. <laughs> shot at <Yeah>. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say with The founder of Fox, so-called news, uh, Roger Ailes, not even he and his quote, uh, you know, vaunted programming wisdom, foresaw, had the foresight to realize that other outlets, even crazier than Fox, so-called news, would pop up. It's like mushrooms on cow patties.
1: Yeah, you'd think, but you know, the funny thing is. Fox only exists because and we mentioned him earlier, Ted Turner was a genius and realized that we needed a twenty four hour news channel. Right. Oh. Yeah. Let's let's I, I was I was there fairly early on in the and, and so was Malloy. Um and it was a brilliant idea. But it was you know, some some right wing POS was bound at some point in time to go, Hey, let's do the same thing. Only dishonestly. Yeah,
7: there but the, prob- the problem with that, though, and, and, and again, I'm surprised that Ailes didn't even see this coming. On the quote mainstream media, and then the new uh, the newer things like CNN or MSNBC, they they must deal at, on some level in the W's, uh, uh, and I don't mean the Bushes. I mean the who, what, where, when, you know. And and have reality based reality and let the people. Well, make that's why what they, they used will. to
1: have Shepard Smith.
7: Oh, well, that ship sailed long ago and sunk. And sunk. Yes, thank you.
1: You say that but, ship sailed. You actually, you said that good ship sailed, and I said and sunk. Yeah, that's another. That's another of our bits, Scott.
7: Yeah, I know. I know. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that that it. it um, if you're peddling in that uh, that type of goods, sooner or later, later the steam is going to run out, uh, except for the fact that there are people gullible enough to sit there, slack-jawed, mouth open, looking at it, you know, uh, in the barking loungers or whatever. They're, yeah, he's right. He's absolutely right. And, and then they that- call
9: Washington Journal every morning, man. I hear oh, them. They're still God. out there.
7: And that's all yeah. they know. I mean, they, yeah. they the, the world as told by, by, by Ailes. And I, I just. Um, we well, had well, the yeah, train I, derailed yeah,
0: because of Mayor Pete. He's, did they, you know he was were, gay? Yeah. <laughs> they not only.
1: Yeah, that was a gay derailment. That's what that yeah. was. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mayor Pete's fault. Yeah, it's all his fault.
7: Now, have they figured out with that derailment whether it was a track issue or what? No, or there was, was an axle
1: on, on fire.
0: Bearing. Yeah, well, yeah bearing.
7: that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. That's not uh, not standard operating procedure.
1: But it, everybody's been, oh, Mayor Pete, All oh, the Biden administration, hey! I, and, and the thing is, uh, the, Flavio provided me a clip from the Young Turks, and I try not to goon on other shows on the side of the aisle, but sometimes the ideological purity just drives me bananas. And, it's uh, you know, Mayor Pete displays his incompetence. Oh, Jesus Christ, really? Does anybody remember the railroad strike? I mean, it was, what, two months ago? And the railroad union workers were telling us that shit was coming apart at the seams. And the Biden administration said, yeah, it is, and it's got to be fixed. And then between the maggots in the House and every Republican senator, plus Kirsten Cinema, plus Joe Manchin, they fucked us. Okay. Yeah. Norfolk yeah, Southern Republicans, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, game over. Shut the f- up about Pete Buttigieg.
0: Well and Just Elaine Chow. Where's right. where's the you figure know, pointing there?
1: The bomb know? trains right. were rolling under Elaine.
0: What is Donnie caller? Um Coco
1: Chow? Coco, Coco Chow. Chow, yeah. Yeah, but I do love his new nickname from Ron Ron Monkey up to Clantis.
0: Oh, he's got a new one now? Oh, Meatball, right? Yeah,
1: Meatball Ron.
0: (laughs) Meathead.
3: What's this out here about Joe Manchin thinking about not running?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. And that just just means we will get... get West Virginia will have a junior senator who's to the right of Sauron... (laughs) Oh, God, <laughs> by the way uh, <laughs> yeah. Christopher you, you were right Ju- Oh, thank you uh, <laughs> that was cute wasn't it uh, uh, Jude wrote in and said Columbo you were right Christopher there are two men in my life and Columbo is one he soothes me when I awaken during the night <laughs> well uh, Charlie in uh, in poker face is a girl but you're going. Oh, you'd love it, Jude. You'd love it. Uh, and Jude said, uh, "Not only are the voices on the front porch occurring, there's also a behind-the-scenes manifesting. Currently engaging by listening while connecting with Chris and Billable Rick, getting ready to call our Kevin from Colorado Springs. Multidimensional alignment. I love it. I. I don't think I could do that. But yeah. Uh,
0: it's like we're in the Matrix or something."
1: Oh, and I just saw something. John in Central PA um, keeps me updated on, uh, on stories. And uh, he sent this along and said, Ron DeSantis is a Nazi terrorist. Jesus, this is sickening. So, there, you know, he's been, he's been fostering hate because that's the only way Republicans can win is on hate. All they got, baby. Hate gays, hate, hate Jews, you. hate uh, Hispanic people, hate trans people, uh, hate hate, uh, you know, uh, hate ain't black folks. It yeah, basically, we're, basically, we're, John. Yeah. So I there was a high school. The, there was yeah. so there was a high school soccer game in Miami. Hey, scary Jerry. Um, the soccer squad from I, I got to get the name right here. Archbishop Coleman Carroll High School squared off against the uh, soccer team from Sheik Hillel Community Jewish School. And the good little Catholic boys attacked one of the Jewish kids, screaming at him, Hitler was right, you dirty Jew, fucking Jews, fucking kikes, and they stomped the kids so badly that one of their cleats was left in his eye. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, and uh, apparently Archbishop Coleman Carroll High School is a hotbed for anti-Semitism. And next to nothing, we'll... Uh, Next to nothing will be done about it, and Ron Monkey up to Clantis very likely won't denounce it because you know those are his people. Yeah,
0: who needs who
1: needs a homeschool network of uh, who needs a homeschool network of thousands of Nazi homeschool parents when you got Archbishop Coleman Carroll High School? And these are the private schools that that, that, that they that, that that you know the right wing wants to replace the U.S. Department of Education with. Jesus, this is sickening. But uh, and and I'm going to have to wrap up, y'all. We are at 1175. We will be at 1475 come Monday. And if we don't get caught up at some, this pro, this program will probably be off the air by the 23rd.
3: Y'all remember
1: That's what my drop dead.
3: There. This is not only Robin's calling. This is her job. This is how she pays the bill. That's what we was just talking about a little while ago. This is a struggle every month when you do this, when you rely on on paying your bills with the, with how you use your voice and how many people you can attract, or or how many people you can uh, uh, stimulate to, to make a donation. And it doesn't have to be a big one, baby. A little one, small one. Whatever you can do, Robin does this out of her heart, but she still has bills to pay. The car still needs to be repaired. The, you
1: know. Oh God! The, yeah, this, that's there, out there. Brakes and bearings.
3: Comes, you know, everything comes. Uh. Everything that comes up in, in everybody else's life comes up in Robin's life, and this is her source of income. So I ask you uh, that, yeah, if, if you've got you know uh, a few extra bucks laying around that you can you can spare, uh, throw it Robin's way. It, it's well spent money. And it's money spent to further uh, our voices. And and if you haven't noticed, that's hard to do, especially in a place in West Virginia or South Texas.
1: Yeah, and I'm hoping, and and again, uh, by the way, like and subscribe, please. That's three this evening, Brother Deacon Asa. Hey,
3: having a a sale on that, like, share, and subscribe? (laughs) Yes. That's the three things.
1: She can be taught. She can be taught. But I, I will do everything in my power to be back on Monday. But like I said, it is LGBTQ Lobby Day at the Capitol in Charleston on Monday, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get dolled up and go down there because I refuse I refuse to disappear just because Republicans want me to. And I'm, I'm I'm I've got a list of you know little talking points, and I'm ready I'm ready to go. So. I will okay, try okay, to be okay. back and be on air Monday evening. I don't know for sure that I will. And
4: we'll knock them out, baby.
1: I'm going to try. You know, I testified down there about three weeks ago, John, and uh, okay. it was a, you know, didn't matter. Seventy-nine people testified. It
3: mattered to you, and I bet it mattered to a lot of
1: people. Yeah, man. no, no. I mean, it didn't matter to the Republicans. They were gonna, they were gonna fuck trans kids, whether it, oh, it, that, no, no matter that. what anybody said. Actually, that's probably pro- the problem. They're Republicans. They'd really like to fuck trans kids. Yeah. Uh, it's gross.
3: That's a sad
1: time. I mean, it's like the clip from earlier this week with that man of God in Arkansas looking at a, at, at a, at a woman testifying and said, Do you have a penis? <laughs> is
3: that where his mind was, huh?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he's a preacher.
3: Well, of course that's where his head
1: was. Right. But there is some good news on the way out the door. Um, uh, young Herr Kyle Rottenhaus has a sad. Oh,
3: that guy. Yeah. Man.
1: He has a sad.
3: He has a sad.
1: Yes, he's terribly sad and butthurt. Well, not enough. But well, they because they because uh, 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 last month they were going to have a rally against censorship at a brewery there in Texas. John, you may have heard about this, and Uh-oh. the brewery found out that Kyle Rottenhaus was involved, and they. Well, they said no, no, we're not going to host your event. Well, that didn't uh, slow down. They didn't slow down the little killer. Of course. Uh, the Association for hurt, you know. the National Association for Gun Rights yeah. booked the Oak Room at the Venetian Casino's Grand Canal Shops in Vegas. That sounds hoity-toity, doesn't it? And then it turned out that Kyle Rottenhaus was going to be featured there, and he went to tweeting and bragging about it. And lo and behold, the Venetian all of a sudden... I mean, now this is the Venetian. This is Vegas, okay? When you're too toxic for Vegas, you're toxic.
3: Pretty bad.
1: Uh, And the, the, the Venetian said, nah, you know, no. So naturally, young Herr Rottenhaus uh, decided to go pouting uh, onto the right wing and he got in, uh, uh, he, he got interviewed by uh, Nazi fanboy uh, Sebastian Gorka on the, oh, that guy. on the America first podcast America. And he said yeah. the oak room at the Venetian cancelled us and bent to the woke mob saying, we aren't going to host you guys anymore." Had shit. Darn. You know, maybe, maybe Kyle, you should. Just, well, but he can't. He can't stop doing what he's doing. It's all he is now, isn't it?
3: That's his whole claim to fame. Without that, he'd be nothing.
0: Is it that difficult to understand? Platforming Nazis is bad for business.
1: Apparently so. And uh, yeah. a spokesperson for the Grand Canal shops at the Venetian said, "Our tenant informed us that they have canceled the event." We do not speak on behalf of our tenants, but want to emphasize that this event did not align with our property's core event guidelines.
3: Well, good for that. But I'm going to give, I'm not going to give, you know, I just, Marcia, you know, she's always trying to get me to watch something. She said, honey, I saw part of this documentary, she watched about half of it, quit, and said I might be interested. It's called 11 Minutes. Have you heard of that? No. It was, uh, oh, shit. Netflix, Hulu? I don't know, I think Hulu now, because uh, we had to hunt for it. Anyway, 11 Minutes is a documentary, and it's about the 11 minutes, and there's full footage, it's pretty graphic, it's not for young viewers, they say, of uh, the uh, shooting in Vegas at oh. the concert from the Mandalay Bay. And it was it did heartbreaking, especially because they keep going through the... Cause the guy, would, you know, he came up there with a the bump stock. He's he's firing volleys, uh, and, and after a minute, it, people realized that you could hear a rhythm, you know, and so they had to wait till he had to reload or something and then trying to run. But, you know, they were pinned down. It, it didn't matter which way they ran. But uh, it, it is a very interesting documentary, and it's very heartbreaking. But uh, the conversation following it, the, the thing we were discussing, everything that we saw, one of them was that, that the fact that you know when you start to realize that when people talk about the mass shootings, you pull up a whole lot of them. One of them they don't talk too much about is the worst one, which was in Vegas. It was the worst mass shooting, more dead in that one than anywhere else. Yeah. But it's not good publicity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even on a even when you hear news organizations talking about mass shootings. Most of the time, if you pay attention, that one's not listed. Is that intentional? I would think so. It was the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. And it it is talked about very little because it's bad publicity for Vegas, baby.
1: You don't want that. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: You see what I mean? I do.
0: When I play blackjack, I don't like to get shot in the head.
3: Yeah. Nobody wants to. But, but, but remember the point. America is a gun. It's, it's yes. fucking who yes. we are.
0: That poem, Robin,
3: that you told. Yeah. I, that hangs with me, Robin. If you watch back every once in a while in one of my shows, I reference that, and I reference you when Robin read that point.
4: Uh-huh. You know,
3: Italy is the leading tower of pizza. Uh, France is the Eiffel Tower. America's a gun. And it's what we, we are. are every fucking day. In the eyes of the, the rest of the world,
0: today. we... M- Exactly what we
3: are. Yes, yes, and, and, and if it's not mass shootings, it's the way our you know we have another incident of, of another a black man being shot dead by a cop, unarmed. Uh, you yeah. know, it
1: goes on and on. This could be. It this, I on mean, every fucking day. I mean, I try. I try not to let this just turn into an "if it bleeds, it leads" program. Yeah. But Jesus, God, it. Yeah, I um, wish well, there was one of those Jesus God guys. Yeah,
0: that'd be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't be handy, right? but, you, you know... Yeah, they'd be turning greasy. Robin, your yeah. greasy spots would be all over the fucking yeah. place. That yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I got a story here
1: where, uh, from Maple Grove, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota nice. Sorry, Minnesotans in the Horn Family Community Congregation. I'm not talking about you. Uh, Maple Grove, Minnesota cops bungled a raid... Because I guess you do raids over this in Minnesota. They were looking for a stolen snowblower.
3: Are you fucking shitty? God.
1: And they wound up shackling an innocent woman who was pregnant and arrested her, threw her to the ground, and sent her into labor. <sighs>
3: Did they get the snowblower?
1: Uh,
0: my God. You know,
1: they suspected that a man named, wait for it, Faris Hussein was part of what is, was described as a prolific theft ring.
4: Uh-huh.
1: So when the cops raided Hussein's home, he told his wife, call 911. He thought he was being robbed. He was playing video games, he had a headset on. You know, I know a little bit about having a headset on and not hearing things. Yeah. And they didn't hear the cops knock, he didn't hear them say, you know, open up, it's the police. Open up, it's the police. And he fired warning shots from the handgun that he owned legally, lawful gun owner, y'all. And the cops shot back. And then when he realized it was the cops, he surrendered. His wife Sarah was nine months pregnant. The cops slammed her on her uh, slammed her on her belly to the ground, and she immediately went into labor.
3: Snowblower, right? huh?
1: Yeah, but the Hennepin County Internal Affairs investigation said the detective in charge treated it like a narcotics warrant.
0: We got problems. This is where baby. we're going. This is where that's fucking Minnesota. Yeah. I That would make a hell of a lot more sense with fucking Florida. Or, or, or Al- Al- well, or, or Alabama. I, gotta, I, yeah. story- I
1: got a story out of Alabama where Alabama cops uh, killed a guy by strapping him to a chair and putting him in the walk in of the kitchen and freezing him to death. Oh, that's oh, nice.
3: You know what, my pet peeve one has been here lately. The guy, I think it was out in California, the guy with no legs and the knife. Oh, yeah. They shot him? Really? Yeah, you couldn't back the fuck up?
0: He had no legs,
3: John? He had no legs. No, he's, he's trying to get away on his stubs of his knees. He had a knife in his hand.
0: It's like the, the evil black, black knife from, from Monty Python. He'd throw
3: the knife. So they shot oh, him. Really? And the only thing that comes to my mind every time I hear that story, and it, it just bugs me, is I remember seeing a video years ago uh, of a guy in Britain who had a machete.
4: Oh
1: yeah, uh, I remember he, that one.
3: Yeah, they, they yeah, got I him right with the shield. Remember? Yeah. Why can't we do that shit? Why can't we do that?
1: Because we don't want to. Because later. we don't want to. Because the po- the whole point of cops. Is to keep people cowed, Subsurbing. scared,
0: uh-huh. submissive. Subsurbing. Submissive. Yes. Jesus.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't see any 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 bend in the arc, baby. We're gonna keep going up with gun ownership until everybody's got a fucking gun, and that's all we got left. Uh, like but going, but
1: but, but you know, remember, r- but r- but remember, remember, John. Well, oh, that was not good. Yeah. Um, we've been having a lot of rain, and the power just blinked.
9: Uh oh. You're still here. I hear. That's you. two. Yeah. The third one's usually you're the, charm. On the yeah. third one, baby. Um,
1: uh, but well, I,
9: Robin, I got I got a question for you before sure, you go. Sure, sure,
1: Steve.
9: Um, or, did you say you were thinking about selling? No. Okay, I was just going to say if you are, things are topped out now. Just take that for what it's worth. Yeah, my opinion.
1: Okay. Okay, I appreciate it. Now, that's the whole thing. You know, if I do, if I do have to flee, I've got to go by myself, and I'm going to be homeless wherever I go.
4: All right.
1: That's terrifying.
4: Yeah, it is. What?
1: Because I mean, there's the 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 maggots in Arizona have introduced a bill that. Uh, says that any artist who performs in drag in front of children will be a felon and go to prison for at least 10 years and have to register as a sex offender. My God. Oh, please. Oh, please. It is is against anyone who performs for or allows a minor to view an adult-oriented performance, which it isn't, or even enter a business in which one is occurring. Ten years. At least.
3: Wow. Red Queen Story Hour. Way out of shit.
0: Well, I'll oh, tell you oh. this. I wouldn't mind seeing 20-year sentences for any of those fuckers who practice gay conversion therapy. I wouldn't mind that.
1: Yeah, me neither. Well, I, 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 think, the be- at all. I yes. think the beeping I'm hearing is me being told... That it's time for me to end the program.
3: I hope it doesn't end with good luck, Jim.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, Say hi to
0: Dorothy for me. Yeah. Good one, John.
1: Very, oh, Yeah, cowbell.
7: <laughs> Since uh, you're closing out the show, I'm going to do my TV viewing tip on the back porch, so stick around, folks. That
1: sounds good. The back porch will continue after the program. Thanks, everybody. John, I'm so glad you came by.
3: I'm, I'm glad I did, too, Robin, uh... Just keep doing your shit, baby.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying. Yep. God knows. Oh, now now the, now the power's just dimming.
3: Uh-oh. You better go, baby.
1: I better go. Uh, listen, y'all, thanks, it's everybody. Thank, uh, thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Uh, thanks, everybody, for jumping in and helping out this evening. That was, that was so big. We will be at uh, 1475 come Monday. Hope to be here Monday. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program. Please like, subscribe, and comment. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger and Steve, this evening. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on .live. Like, subscribe, and comment. See, what is that, five now, Asa? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, White Rose Society org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW net. Twenty plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop for a year now. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Get your well, wipe your surfaces down. Help stop the spread of RSV so we can have a vaccine next year, or in hopes of. Uh, Wear your mask. There are a lot of viral, dirty maggots still out there barking and grunting and hooting. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry some with you, pocket and purse. Maintain your social distance, 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. Check in sometime, Paul. Uh, missed hearing from you. And, of course, uh, if some crotchety old Australian comes toward you saying, Ah, they're ruining all brand. That's what they do, and they're ruining all brand. Avoid that billionaire like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody.
4: Later.